Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm here with Carlos. What's up, everyone? And Logan. Yo. We're here after a uh, another long one, another three-plus-hour podcast. So uh, <laughs> we get to talk to you after recording. You are listening to us before you listen to this mammoth of a podcast. But I hope you... Uh, I hope that you all are ready for a big one and uh, an enjoyable one. I actually had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. yeah. Talk about uh, the new season and all the new shows. So get ready to uh, to get your notebooks out and uh, figure out what you're watching this next season. Yeah. And, and we we think we got everything. We mentioned some of the shows that we didn't watch. But if there is something that we missed, some uh, some blind spot, you know, let us know. Because we're always looking for more. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're watching We're watching while Carlos is watching quite a bit. I'm actually watching more than I have in a long time this season. I, there are a couple more after we've talked about them that I think I'll probably pick up. So uh, going to be a busy season of anime watching. Um, will it match up to last season? Uh, time will tell, and uh, you'll have to listen to see if we think so. Enjoy. Catch you guys soon. stuff going on uh exciting news i mean i found out about it a couple days ago but i assume that this was something that came up uh within the past week anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right i forgot that you i don't know how you missed it man it was all um do you are you on twitter at all are you big on twitter yes i've i just haven't had time to get on much of anything lately I, i try to pop into the discord and read stuff from time to time but um, the past couple of weeks work has had me just kind of, I've literally been working, driving or sleeping. <laughs> so, um, that's been my life for the past couple of weeks. I'm hoping things will slow down a little, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, the, the news Jeff's talking about, which, you know, most of you in the community already know is that, um, man, I hope that doesn't come through in the recording. Sorry. I just, I set my, I, sorry, real quick sidebar. I set my, uh-huh my uh notifications on con to actually make noises now i don't think it's gonna come through i really hope it doesn't Shide. uh but anyway the news that, that, that we're talking about is uh is uh any song world matsuri um announced all of their concerts and all of the the performers at once and one of them is a full awkward concert which is going to be pretty great it Pretty. wouldn't be an anime arcade podcast if we didn't mention Love Live. <laughs> <laughs> this is big, though. I mean, this is crazy because is. I remember, I don't know if we said it on the cast or if this was a discussion you and I had, Carlos, off off the recording, but um, it was pretty much a guarantee that they weren't going to be there for AX this year because they're in the middle of basically preparing for a tour in Japan. Well, they're, no, they're, they're smack in the middle of a tour. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me... Uh, Steven and I are going to go to Japan in early June to go to 
one part of that tour. Now, in early July, we're going to go to AX and, you know, all of us are going to like on the 4th, we're going to see Awkward perform a what they say is going to be a full concert, which is insane because that weekend, like the weekend after the 4th, they're singing in Fukuoka doing a full live concert there. That's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if they manage to pull that off, like without <laughs> very apparent exhaustion, then I give them a lot of props. <laughs> the, the jet lag has got to be real. Yeah, no. And so that's a Wednesday, right? So you're saying that three days after? Yeah. They're going to be like, wow. they'll probably be leaving the US like the morning of the 5th, if not that night on the 4th. Yeah. Do the concert, get some in and out. And then jet. Yeah, I was gonna say, should we be scouting the uh, the in and outs in the area? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's not th- be those kind of idle fans. <laughs> that does apparently happen though. Like people like scouting out where Awkward is going to be and being there. I mean, that's that's, that's celebrities in general. Like, yeah, people do that shit all no. the time. I mean, I don't see any reason if you're just trying to catch a glimpse of them or something. As long as you're not kind of harassing them, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's the problem is that most of the people that do that kind of stuff are there too. Maybe not intentionally, but they do, you know, come off as harassing and stuff like that. But right, right. But yeah, so they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in L.A. Uh, there's also going to be another Idol Live that's gonna feature um, the Cinderella girls are coming back. I forget. I don't have the whole list in front of me. Uh, um, Amer is gonna be playing. Uh, Amer's hmm. in the Super Live. AKB48. Uh, there you go. Wow. Okay. Amer did the uh, the ending for After the Rain. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping she plays that. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't make it to uh to the Awkward's live, Jeff, um, the Super Live is a couple days later. Okay. Yeah, it's un- un- I don't know that we've actually officially uh, announced that we will all be together for AX this year. But uh, yeah. um, also, Logan has some has some pretty good news. I'm hoping that I can follow along with good news <laughs> in the near future. But yeah, we were, uh, or at least I was able to procure a press pass for Anime Expo, which is really exciting. Oh yeah, so. one of the biggest anime cons uh, in the country, and uh, we'll be there as press. That's like. It, it feels like we've made it. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, the way to go. Uh, I never would have even kind of thought to, you know, expect that we could have applied for that. So um, good, good thinking, man. And congrats. That's really, that's really cool. Yeah. Hopefully, you can uh, get one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I applied kind of, you know, because uh, we we thought maybe if we just applied as a site that we would you know, be able to all go as press, yeah. but we have to individually apply. So we're new. Um, yeah. But, uh, thank you. Thank you. Anime Expo for, for trusting us to, uh, properly give you, give you the press on, on give the, the press. convention. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Full people the press, press since 2016. <laughs> uh, um, so today's our first impressions. Yeah. You get, well, by the time, by the time we go to Anime Expo, these shows will be wrapping up. It's usually yeah. right around that time. Yeah. This, I mean, I almost could see us doing our review cast. Maybe, I was going to say possibly. we might have to do like a live uh, live recording. I'll see if I can bring my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys can at least bring your uh, your mics with you. The thing I like, 
the thing I like about the the mics that we have, uh, just kind of like a side thing, um, is the like Blue Yetis. Yeah, uh, we use this this one mic that I'm using between me and Jeff when we did the the mobile games cast, mm-hmm. and it worked really well. I think. Yeah, sounded fine. So little, we can do it. Now we're the podcasting podcast. <laughs> teaching you how to podcast since 2018 so, did i say first impressions logan's actually going to teach us all how he edits the podcast today <laughs> <laughs> professor logan well, logan uh, sensei you don't want to learn from me <laughs> <laughs> andrew and chris if you're listening to this <laughs> yeah i'm curious how how andrew edits theirs because i definitely have a distinct uh way of editing just through the programs I use and stuff like that. But anyways, that's a podcast for another time. (laughs) Podcast about podcasting. Uh, Yeah, no. First impressions. Yeah. Spring, spring is upon us and uh, new shows are upon us and we're, we're coming off a really high season. So I I think this, the season has its work cut out for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there might be a little bit of a hangover. There might be. There really might be. Yeah. Because it's hard. It's going to be hard to live up to last season. There's no question about it. Uh, and I just think some of the shows that are meh or maybe hmm, this season might be more meh or ugh this season yeah. <laughs> because we're kind of we're expecting a lot. So, damn anime, it's a drug. <laughs> I kind of thought, you know, I kind of thought to myself after the draft cast, I was like, I, I think I even made the comment quote, since I know I'm going to enjoy these two shows. Um, which is a really bad thing to say to like expect that you're just guaranteeing you will enjoy something in anime because anime has a tendency of kind of like being sneaky in that way. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think you kind of know yourself, you know, like yeah, you, you like unless unless something goes off the deep end or unless something that was bad like suddenly has like a holy crap episode, like you know yourself well enough to know that if it stays the course, like you're right. probably gonna enjoy yeah. it. And it's, they're kind of the same properties of things that I've enjoyed. So we'll see. Uh, stay tuned because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Um, we're going to start off with uh, shorts. And Indeed. As, uh, we've set up a little, a little talk order here. Uh, are, you, are either of you guys watching this one or is it just me? I am, yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, the first show we're going to talk about is Love to Lie Angel. and Angle. Angle, angle, right? Uh, <laughs> love to lie, angle. Um, because the Tachibanakan triangle is the Japanese name. Okay, <laughs> and it, I, I just, it, I don't get the. It's a very strange and dumb title. I, I, I don't know either. It's a very strange and dumb show. <laughs> are we talking like? Is this like geometry humor or something? Um, maybe no? I don't know. No. I'm not a geometry <laughs> person. Straight etchy humor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this this shows uh, centers around a girl uh, named Natsuo Hanubi, uh, who is she's like moving out to the country to go study um, or to go to school. I guess it's like her old home, and she thinks she's going to be moving to this really nice, like fancy, almost rich place. But uh, I don't know. Through some kind of twist, she ends up living in this kind of rundown dormitory that's filled with the most perverse girls (laughs) um 
Yeah, it's just, there's not really a whole much more lot more that you can say about that. Every episode, she kind of has an interaction with another one of the girls, and the interaction kind of it devolves into etchy. Yeah, <laughs> for, it just gets lewd. A lot of times for no reason at all. None. And I love etchy. I really yeah. do. But I'd like to have some kind of reason. So this kind of like throws me. And I, I don't really like, – I don't find myself – 100% engaged with the show. And that's really weird coming from me. Yeah. It, well, it, it also has like an unbelievable amount of censorship. Yeah, maybe that's really it. really takes me out of it. Well, oh, we're going to talk about another show though this season where there is censorship. And yeah, it does kind of take take a little bit out of it. But I still really love the show. Hmm. Um, but this one, yeah. I, mean, I guess maybe it's because three minutes. And, and why have censorship if it's only three minutes? The I know you're not allowed to show... The genital area in in <laughs> Japanese culture, so that that makes sense. Like they have to censor that. It's it's you know like legally required. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, come on, boobs. We've seen it. Uh, <laughs> we're we're good on that. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but not really laugh out loud funny. So if you're really really bored and looking for something that'll kind of make you go, eh. <laughs> like not even laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you see yourself finishing it this season? Yeah, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish three minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's not difficult. If this if this were a full length show, if this were a full length show, I think they'd flesh out the the relationships uh-huh. more, and I'd probably watch it more, or want to watch it more. But interesting. As it stands, it's just okay. <laughs> yeah. Just so weird yep. for me to say for an etchy. <laughs> um. We'll see. We'll see where it, where it stands at the the end of the season. But I, if it if it blows my mind by the end of the season, either something's gone horribly wrong in my life, or this <laughs> show has has taken a really odd turn. Pulled a samurai flamenco or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, love to lie, angle, angle, angle. Okay. Uh, the next one on our list here was a show that I originally drafted but decided to undraft because it became a short mm. um it lied to me i wasn't happy about that um, and that is uh isekai isekaya or i think it's like it's essentially restaurant to another world season two except it's a short and it's about a bar <clears throat> um, i remember this i remember yeah. this discussion from the draft it's uh it's about a bar called nobu uh located in kyoto japan but, you know, of course, it has a door to this other world, which I don't even know if we've ever even gotten the name of this other world at all. Um, did we get the name for the for the other? I guess we didn't, did we? I don't remember. We might have. I, I feel like we got maybe like territory names. Yeah, we definitely got territory names. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to go back and rewatch it. And it's an excuse sure. to go back and rewatch it because I like oh, that show a lot. Such a good show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, eight minutes short, I believe. Oh, no, 14 minutes. Sorry. It feels like eight minutes because they have this uh, like real life um, cooking slash exploration <laughs> food thing after every episode that's like four minutes long. So it's another one of these kind of half half episodes. Kind of, shows. yeah. Um, the, I mean, it. I think it's a perfectly fine short. Um the animation is nothing fantastic. It's not, I don't think, on the same level as like Restaurant to Another World. Um, but the food looks good. And, you know, they do the the reaction thing where people, you know, <laughs> get all 
and just insanely surprised at how good the food tastes. Um, <laughs> but like the biggest complaint I had with the show for the first two episodes, thankfully they got rid of it, was just the obscene amount of text on the screen at every single moment. Mm. Your screenshots, yeah, those look pretty bad. Yeah, it was text from text from just they, they speak a lot, or just from the signs, or um, like what what is all the text? You know, uh, I'll let Carlos maybe talk about what he thought of it while I look for this picture. Yeah, yeah. no, well, right. I mean I haven't seen the show, but um, what do you call it? Whenever oh, okay, he yeah, yeah, whenever he posts a screenshot, it's it looks like there's the title of the episode, the title of the show, and then just like obligatory like i don't know obligatory text that's just kind of like hanging out on the screen with the subtitles yeah it's it's pretty insane here I'll so is it, it like the old school anime where it's like um onichan is something they call an older brother in Japan? no 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 no. <laughs> no it's just like like there's just so much text on the screen then it gets compounded by translations for that text um oh god and it just gets unwatchable time so there i threw a screenshot in the uh in our discord chat oh my god yeah that's horrible yeah so it doesn't even matter what kind of animations it's it's going on so like the the green stuff is just kind of like that scene uh but all that stuff in like the top half that was there the entire episode Um, (laughs) it's so it's so bad like you know in in some of those cartoons or anime where they don't want to like show the face of the uh <laughs> like the mom or whatever it's like yeah. this character doesn't matter so we're not going to show you their face the text is doing that for you and this <laughs> yeah. screenshot for that guy that's terrible yeah okay so interesting but, uh thankfully i think they probably heard a large number of complaints and they got rid of all of that for the third episode Good. and it made it infinitely more enjoyable <laughs> so um if you like food it's uh it's one of those shows if you like Restaurant to Another World, definitely give this one a look. Just know that you're going to... I mean, I guess you could skip the first two episodes, but the the characters are kind of recurring uh, so far. So you'd be a you little lost, that, but whatever. You know what that text makes me kind of think of, though, is those Japanese um, like talk shows. Oh, the variety with, shows? Yeah. I, I wonder if that's what they were going for with that. I hope not. Because they have a lot of variety shows do that for and, fun. Yeah, like they do, say, if they it do, was funny, then sure. Yeah. They do it for comic effect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. But yeah, that's uh, Isekai, Isekaya. It's all right so far. Uh, All right. So the next one is a short that I'm watching called Alice or Alice. It's uh, streaming on High Dive. Sentai Filmworks got it. Um, It's about a pair of twins who are both named Alice. Uh, They really, really like their older brother, whose name in the show is actually just Ani. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, he pretty much every episode again this is a short so don't expect a whole lot from it every episode boils down to uh, girls fawning over him calling him Onichan because there are other girls in the neighborhood who also like him there's another set of twins Uh, there's a girl who works at a maid cafe and there's what I think is a homeless girl question mark who they take (laughs) in and like there's like some kind of antic about one of the girls or multiple of the girls not being able to cook. And then Onichan makes them all food and they're all happy and say mm-hmm. how much they love Onichan. That's just like a spinoff of Elfin League. That's or something. the whole <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> the, the animation is really kind of rough. Uh, they do chibi characters for most of the time. And then every now and again, they'll cut to like a full animated 
like scene with the girls saying i love you and each other or whatever um but uh the movement sometimes gets kind of clunky and i'm like oh this is awful the only reason i'm planning on continuing this show is because sora takoi or soromaru nico's voice actress is playing a character in the show the only reason i'm going to continue with the show is so that i can continue to hear her voice and that is it does it sound like nico uh, I mean, she sounds like Nico with everything she does. Like, yeah, this uh, one sounds probably the least like Nico. I don't know. Okay. Um, what's his face? Hideri didn't sound. She she like had Nico. she had moments where she sounded like when she was sounding coy or like making fun of people. She still does like that. She's got the inflections that Nico has. Mm. Um, I don't think she can get very far away from her own voice, but I think that yeah. kind of makes her voice unique. Oh yeah, because I heard her voice in this, and I was like, even though it doesn't sound that much like Nico, I was like, that's Sora Takoi, and I looked it up, and there <laughs> she is. Uh, so yeah, um, I, it's not great unless you're a, like a Soromaru nut like me, then it's probably not for you. Uh, I'm looking at the other voice actresses. Yeah, it's got some okay names, but yeah, Alice or Alice. Unless you're really into Little Sisters, it's probably not for you. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next one, um, you're watching as well, Logan, right? Uh, I've watched two episodes, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's only three episodes thus far. so, And it's the first impressions cast. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, My Sweet Tyrant, um, <laughs> which is... <laughs> A really odd short uh, about a girl named Non who is going out with a boy Sundere um, whose name is, is it? Atsuhiro Akun. Yeah, she calls him Akun. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So uh, Akun is a, is a male Sundere. Like he loves Non so like so much he calls her nontan and like takes pictures of her and it's kind of creepy about it sometimes he's more of a stalker yeah, yeah. he's about well he's sundere when she talks to him he'll actually it's call true. her ugly yeah and say like like why are you talking to me uh, why are you talking to me ugly and stuff like that and she loves it yeah but she brushes it off because like, she's she knows or whatever which is kind of just a super weird relationship yeah uh but I mean, it works out, and there there are some kind of cuter moments in the show. Um, I think you might actually like episode three because episode three you get Akun's sister. Um, okay, but yeah, so essentially the the show is uh, as a short, just uh, Akun being too embarrassed to show his to show affection for for Non and Non being charmed by the fact that he's super stalkery and Sundari ish. <laughs> and Akun, it's very bizarre and akun's friend being a, a complete uh otaku hi cat <laughs> uh it's i mean there's not a whole lot else other than that uh interesting interactions because uh it's a male sundere not something we're used to but other than that i, I don't know what else to say about the show what, what is your, yeah, your take on it yeah i mean i think it's been said already it's it's got funny little bits um <laughs> It Akun is definitely a very strange character. Yeah. Um not necessarily the kind of character I like, but I, I do enjoy uh Nontan's uh kind of reactions to everything. So I don't know. I mean, it's again what, like a three minute short, so not a huge investment. Yeah. So I'll keep with it. Mm-hmm. Same here. 
it's weird to see both ends of the spectrum from from akun like yeah. he's he's both extremes at at once which is like he's absolutely in love with her and then like absolutely repulsed well quote unquote repulsed by her so yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's really weird to watch but it's it's interesting if you if you're in on anime tropes so yeah that's that's it for that sorry these are going by so fast but there's not a whole lot to say about first impressions on shorts yeah uh the next show i've only seen two episodes and there's three episodes of that this out right now same i've only seen two as well oh you okay so you're watching this one too i am okay so the next one is uh space battleship tiramisu oh no sorry yep i lied i, that I, was, I, lied. I was surprised as hell i jumped the gun <laughs> uh space battleship tiramisu uh which is a short uh seven minute short about a mech pilot about probably the most oblivious and kind of single-minded uh mech pilot in the universe um the the show follows subaru who is uh, an ace mech pilot on the space battleship tiramisu which is apparently the most important battleship in the earth federation <laughs> blah 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 um and he's he's great like he's like an amazing pilot he's um, like almost never fails the mission recording the first episode uh but he uh <sighs> He's super weird. I mean, like he in the first episode, we see him in his cockpit and like he always says like the cockpit is his his most comfortable place. He loves his cockpit. Uh, but what do you call it? Um, he, he like tries to eat uh, pork skewers inside the cockpit of his mech at, in zero gravity, which turns into a complete mess as you as you might expect. Uh, he. <laughs> He adopts a chihuahua in space and the chihuahua just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then he eventually has to abandon it. So there's this giant chihuahua just floating around in space. It, <laughs> it is some of the most ridiculous humor. Um, I'm definitely going to stay with it. I need to watch the next two episodes. Uh, episodes three and four. But it's just... I don't know what to say about it. Like, if you like just completely off the wall, like something that's going to like take your expectation and just like throw it essentially out and out of space, uh, you're probably going to like Space Battleship Tiramisu because the, I don't know, the comedy is just so out there. Um, yeah, and not a whole lot else I could say about that. They're like all the other pilots seem fairly normal. Uh in that they're, I don't know, <laughs> I guess regular people where this guy's just complete <laughs> weird. He, it's like it's like having that guy who's like who's like really academically smart, but just like kind of out there, like maybe not a whole lot of common sense. Like that's what Subaru feels like, uh, and I guess like the, the rest of the crew is weird in their own ways, but not as weird as Subaru. Um, so if that sounds appealing to you, oh, and the, uh, one other thing, like the, the space combat actually looks pretty good for a short. I was actually surprised by that. I was expecting there to be no space combat, like, or maybe just like stills in space, but, and granted they do the whole mech thing that I'm not hugely fond of where it's like, uh, mech goes into space and you see a whole bunch of balls of explosion. And then like, that's, that's our combat sometimes, but it's a mech show. I guess they really like that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah, space battleship tiramisu. I'm gonna keep keep keeping with it because it's making me laugh. 
Uh, and it's a short, so it's not a huge investment. But this one is seven minutes as opposed to the other ones we've been talking about, which are three. So enjoy, <laughs> you bunch <laughs> of weirdos like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next one you are watching, though. I am watching this one. Okay. Yes. And that is uh, Fumikiri Jikan or Crossing Time, I believe is the English name of it. Yeah. Um, it's about these conversations that ha- happen at train crossings in Japan. Um, I've only seen two episodes of this one. I don't know. I don't the know. second episode wasn't even really a conversation. No, it was so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first one is kind of like these two girls are standing at this uh, this train crossing um, having a conversation about, I guess, what love is and the many forms of love. Or something and like who that. They're interested in, yeah. Who they're interested me. in, yeah. And I mean, I guess I won't spoil the outcome of that, yeah, because it's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, that that one was okay. I was not really a fan of the second one. I thought it was ridiculous. It was so dumb. It was just, it was just like a boy standing at a railroad crossing behind a girl that like everybody in class thinks is sexy, and him just going on and on about how sexy she is yeah. because he's so mature, like, and how he thinks he's, she's got an older boyfriend, and all the stuff she probably gets on with with the older boyfriend. Yeah, it was. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it did like <laughs> like when she came up to him and just talked to him all nonchalantly. That did kind of make me laugh. Uh, yeah, thir- yeah but it was like the buildup was just so weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the character. <laughs> yeah, um, the third episode is a uh, is uh, a member of the school disciplinary committee and a teacher, and the and, okay. and the teacher trying to trying to figure out how to talk to his students so he doesn't seem like a, a teacher that doesn't care about his students. Um, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, that one, okay. that one's all right. So yeah, it seems like that's what we're going to get for the rest of the season. Maybe we'll get like repeat characters, which would be kind of nice. Um, and just them waiting at train crossings, awkwardly talking <laughs> to one another. There's not a whole yeah. lot else to the show, but I would like it if, if, if different characters from, you know, older episodes came and had conversations. So you get to see maybe a build up or maybe like an overarching story kind of yeah. comes about but i i'm not really gonna hold my breath no no this is another three minute one by the way it's pretty short lots of three minute shorts <laughs> yeah no i when i was uh putting the list together uh or the the order together i'm like man we're watching a lot of shorts this season um but i don't know that any of them really sound phenomenal this season though no nah. based on what you guys are watching i mean i like nah. crossing time quite a bit and space battleship tiramisu is really really funny i mean i can't really do it justice in the the small time i i gave it but yeah. um yeah it, i guess i guess other than space battleship tiramisu the other the other ones aren't really wowing me crossing time can like if if it does what I, i'm hoping it does but the other three i mean well i'm not watching isekai isekai so yeah that one's good for making you want to drink a beer Okay, well then I'm gonna have to watch Isakai Isakai. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Do you need more reasons to want to drink a beer? <laughs> I, I like I like I like stuff that kind of uh, triggers like that in you. You know, like the the want yeah. to do something. Like uh, last season, um, laid back camp. You know, making me want to go take a camping trip. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on to our uh, full shows this season. Done with the shorts. 
Uh, we'll start off with sequels, and this first one is yours, Logan. It is indeed mine, um, and that is Amanchu Advance, the second season of Amanchu, which is the um, story about uh, this girl named Futaba who moves to um, like this coastal city, doesn't have any friends, isn't very good at making friends. She's very shy, um, but she uh, is able to get a friend in the form of uh, Hikari, who goes by Picari, um, and Picari introduces uh, Futaba to the world of diving um, by joining the the school's diving club, where they meet these uh, these twins and then their uh, their advisor, um, and also um, Picari's grandma runs a diving shop on the beach. So it's just kind of like this very nice slice of life. Um, where they just kind of explore their their friendship and um, all these like just kind of fun little diving experiences. It can get kind of deep at times. Um, it's very chill, very relaxed, and just a very enjoyable show. Um, yeah, so I, there isn't really much more to say other than that. Uh, oh, I will say um, – I didn't realize that the first season had a 13th episode that came out later, I believe. Um, and the creator of Amanchu, um, I think whoever did the, the writing for it, was uh, wrote, the, I think, the manga for Aria the Animation, which is one of my favorite anime. Um, and so in that 13th episode, they introduced two of uh, Futaba's friends from where she moved from. And they used the voice actresses for two of the main characters in Aria the Animation, which was really, really cool to hear. Nice. Um, and I'm hoping they make it come back in the second season. So, yeah. It, it feel like just cool, chill, slice of life. Are we getting like any, are, are you getting anything new out of this new season? I mean, like, like, are there new characters? Is there anything like maybe they'll go somewhere new this time around? Or um, They have introduced one new character, but I... I'm I'm an episode behind, so oh, I don't know if it really right. goes anywhere with it. It's just like this uh, this kid who was very interested in this squid, this mama squid in the ocean, <laughs> and wanted to protect it. It was kind of a cute little story. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything new necessarily. It's just more progression along, um, like the the path that Futaba is taking to kind of become a more open and uh, courageous person to break out of her uh, shy um, shell that she has. Goes along with the theme of, uh, of the ocean and diving. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> oh, I dig it. I, I, yeah. Amanchu is one of those shows that I really want to pick up, but I'm, yeah. I'm steeped in other shows right now. Yeah. You're watching a lot. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of shows that I am watching. Uh, so this is definitely not just to kind of before you move on. Yeah. Um, oh, not it. something someone should watch without watching the first season. Yeah, mm. definitely watch the first season. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, going to uh, the, our next sequel uh, is mine. High School DxD Hero, which is the fourth season of High School DxD. Uh, for those of you who are going to worry, Unaware, High School DxD is set in a world where angels and demons and the gods of different pantheons are all real, uh, although no, not a whole lot of people know about it. Uh, and in the first season, we get uh, 
Hyodo Ise, uh, or Ise, who's a uh, giant pervert. Uh, he hangs out with with two other guys at his school, and they pretty much uh, obsess over porn, obsess over doujins, obsess over the girls at their school, uh, and they're really loud and obnoxious about it. So, you know, of course, they're like stigmatized as the perverts, so girls don't really come up to them. Uh, and in the first season, he dies. Um, and Rhea Scrimmery, who is kind of the uh i think she's head of the yeah head of the occult club it, it sorry it's been a while since i've seen the first season so kind of just trying to remember um it turns out she is a devil and a like a head devil like one of the main devils of well hell or whatever um and she brings him back to life as one of her thralls i guess um essentially in the in the devil world each head devil is is a king in like a chess like like in chess they are the king and they have different pieces which are their minions uh isei it turns out is now her, her pawn and through seasons two and three he gets stronger and stronger and it turns out pawns are really strong in chess because they can become other pieces etc <sighs> etc et um in this fourth season what I really liked about it, uh, by the way, this is done by a completely new studio. Uh, this is Studio Passion, which I love that someone else took it because Born, like I rewatched, I went back and and watched Born because I like uh, not dropped it, but I'd stopped in the middle. Uh, so I rewatched the whole thing, and it's bad. Like <laughs> like season three of High School DxD is just bad, and I really wish I'd taken the advice I was given and just watched episode zero of Hero because Hero. Uh, episode zero of of Hero. That's really hard to say. Um, uh, takes Born and compresses it into one episode and cuts out all the stupid crap that you didn't need. Like because it was, it feels like Born. What it was was uh, like they took the uh, the original source material, like, whether it's a light novel or a manga, I forget, uh, and they crammed it like a bunch of it into one season, and it just feels like a jumbled mess. Um, uh, and passion, like the 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 animation, does seem a little different, but I really really like it. I love the way it looks now. Uh, I know some people aren't a huge fans of it, but I think they did a really good job. Remember, these are the people who've done like Real Wars, so they're pretty good at wow. etchy. Uh, they also did Roca and Citrus. I'm not sure which animation team is working on this, but I could see a little of Real Wars in this show. <laughs> uh, which i'm happy about i actually liked real wars i liked real wars yeah um, it was enjoyable I, I know it's not it's not big in the anime community though. so yeah, whatever um, i mentioned the uh the, the blonde fox girl i have to ask if she's uh, she, if she's she's shown this. up yes and she's, she's very up. cute but she's she's kind of i don't want to see the enemy right now but like she's she's like this is what happens in dxd like isei this is one of the things I love about Issei too. Issei very much wants to be what he calls the harem king. And he's slow. Like all the girls are falling for him. Like one after another. Like fucking dominoes. So, <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time, a matter of time before Fox Girl is, is you know, trying to. Part of it. Trying uh, to jump his bones. Part of his, yeah. Because that's that's a lot of the show too. Is, well, not a lot of the show. But like I'll, the etchier parts of the show are are the girls very much pursuing Issei because Issei does like show interest, but I mean, he's, he's still a kid and well, still well, 
still a kid by my standards. He's like a teenager or whatever, but uh, and still <sighs> very much a virgin. So whenever they show interest actively, he's like stunned. Um, <laughs> but what do you call it? The one thing too I will say is is this is the show I was talking about, where there is very much censorship if you're watching this on Crunchyroll. Um, but for me, it doesn't take away a lot from this because I like I like DXD for the etchy as well as the story. I really, really love like the whole dynamic of like the different pantheons and different realms of yeah, like the afterlife because they're in Born they introduce the the Norse gods and stuff like that. Like Odin's just like this really old pervert, um, <laughs> and actually well, she's not really part of Issei's harem, so to speak, but she's part of the group uh Rosewise is is a Valkyrie that's kind of joined their little team um she reminds me of Brunhilder from from Fate Grand Order hmm. uh okay. so yeah just just it's it's these battles in these other realms like for whatever reason like right now they're they're setting up for oh how what do they call it it's like um it's like a battle between devils for like for power, like not to the death or anything like that. It's almost like a tournament. I think they're they're gearing up for this tournament arc, which they were talking about all the way through Born, and it just never got to it. Um, so I think they're gearing up for that, which I'm pretty excited for. I'm really excited cool. to see what they do with that. Uh, and Issei is getting stronger and stronger because you know, Shonen harem protagonists do that. Um, power levels going up yeah yeah i'm really i'm really excited because it seems like passion really learned from born and are not making the same mistakes and i'm so happy i just i just can't wait to get the blu-ray and get those uncensored boobs give me all the uncensored please 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 please. i'm sick of seeing fog where there shouldn't be fog i'm sick of seeing rays of light and i'm especially sick of seeing the dxd logo flapping on people's nipples which is just really weird (laughs) but again not really not really detracting me too much because i'm still getting more of the of the dxd i love so right on cool (laughs) i was not gonna i was gonna (laughs) i guess i have to say it now i was gonna say give me all the dxd and i'm like oh that doesn't sound right hmm yeah okay (laughs) Yeah, moving Let's on. Let's move on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so next one is one that uh, I was very excited about. Uh, I believe this was my first pick in the uh, in the draft this season, and that's Steins Gate Zero. Um, as excited as I am about this, though, I have to point out the fact that this is ranked number three of all time on my <laughs> anime list right now, which to me, what the hell are you people thinking? We're three episodes in. Um, I don't think... This is why I think the whole ranking thing on my anime list is silly. Yeah. Anyway, um, Steinsgate Zero. It, it's uh, it's really hard for me to talk about this without giving huge spoilers for the end, um, or just huge spoilers in general for what becomes of Steinsgate. I, I don't know yeah, necessarily I will say that uh, I'm going to put timestamps in the um, show notes. So mm-hmm. if people haven't watched the original Steinsgate. And uh, don't want to get that spoiled. They can just look at the show mm-hmm. notes, find um, the next show that they want to hear us talk about, and just skip to there. So I, am, I wouldn't worry about spoilers. I am actually Carlos, going to take yeah. my headset yeah. off. So okay. if you yeah, guys yeah. could just go ahead and do this for me, 
yeah, yeah. when we're done. Yeah, let me know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let me let me look at the. Uh, is this headset off? It's off. It is. The it's headset off. is off. Um, <laughs> all right. So Steinsgate Zero. And the, the interesting thing about Steinsgate is that it's all about world lines and parallel universes and stuff happening. You know, basically every you know the whole theory that every little action that happens in time creates another world line and Mm -hmm. there's infinite world lines that happen amongst each other. So uh, that's a lot of the story of Steins Gate. So for people who haven't seen it, I guess that's a spoiler, which is kind of why I wanted to, uh, uh, before I talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Because uh, like the, the conceit of the season is that um, he's not able to save uh, Kyrus. Right. Right. So Kyrus is dead. Yes. In Steins Gate Zero, she is gone. Um, and the interesting thing here is that Okabe is not Okabe, which is like, it, it's interesting. It's disappointing. I mean, that's part yeah. of what I loved about Steins Gate. His flamboyance, his over-the-topness. It, exactly. He he is apparent. He's a, clearly, the the events of Steins Gate have really uh, affected him big time. Mm. And he's basically a normal, kind of quiet college kid. At this point, interesting. Um, or college guy, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if college people are kids, but uh, <laughs> some are. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's disappointing in a way to see him that way after being kind of being so excited to have be back to Steinsgate. But it's also understandable to see Okabe, uh, you know, in that state because the stuff he went through in Steinsgate is is crazy. I mean, if if you have watched it which hopefully you have at this point if you're still listening um i don't think any human being could really have maintained sanity uh, going through what he went through i mean that's effed up but uh basically he's normal um though i kind of am getting hints that that's not going to be the case and i really hope it's not the case because i love him as a protagonist i love his character i love his kind of like you said his flamboyance his uh just very quirky unique personality so um, what's the what's like the story been up to this point? How many episodes? Two. I've two? seen two. The third okay. episode just came out um, very recently, so I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But um, essentially, he goes to a conference about um, time, uh, like travel, and uh, they are kind of. This is from I, I think uh, Carice's school. Hmm. Um, so some professors or scientists that worked with her essentially are kind of, they, they kind of, uh, this is the main thing so far that's happened. Anyway, you get some antics between the characters and here and there, and it's, it's nice fan service for coming back to the show. But, um, the main thing has been basically, apparently before she died, she, Carissa developed, uh, the ability to save someone's kind of mental personality as a, in, in, as like a file. Interesting. So the main thing in episode two, um, which like I said, I haven't seen three yet. The main thing in two was basically in a way she's still alive. He was like, Okabe was actually able to kind of talk to Kurisu as like an AI, like, you know, like an artificial intelligence of her. Um, and it's, she still acts like her and he's kind of crazy, but you know, not crazy, but it's kind of crazy for him, obviously to talk to her at this point, he's clearly confused. Um, so it's interesting. It's really interesting to see where that's going to go. Uh, I can almost picture, even though she's dead, him rekindling a relationship with the AI version of her <laughs> in this show, which will be interesting to see. Really, really, really curious to see where the show goes. I, I have no idea where it's going. So yeah. 
I definitely need to start it because I, I really do love Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, this definitely sounds very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new character, like kind of this lolly scientist girl, um, huh. that's introduced. Um, otherwise same characters kind of, all the characters seem a little different. I almost, I actually had to go back and look and make and see if it was the same voice actors because okay. either the voice actors are getting back into their roles and they just don't sound the same as I remember or the eff- effect of what happened in Steins Gate has just changed the them. effect of what happened really just affected. Yeah. Them, yeah. Uh, so. Emotionally. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm excited to continue with it for sure. And uh, I assume everyone else who, Including you should be yes, as well. Yeah, your people who watch Steins Gate. So let's try to get Carlos. <laughs> get, get the headset back on. There it's we go. I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. Um, so everyone died and no one was happy. Oh, boo. And that's how the anime ends. Boo. <laughs> yep. Carlos was doing like bad lip reading tracks on on our faces during that uh, that whole portion. No, no, <laughs> I was doing five five. I finally finished. A, I was conkling, and I finally finished a mission I've been trying to do since I yesterday. Saw, I saw you staring so intently at the screen. I thought you were really trying to figure out what we were saying. Now, Jeff Logan, I like you guys a lot, <laughs> but um, okay. The uh, what's the next one we got here? Uh, next show is is one that I'm watching, and I'm I'm only two episodes in. I think there's three out. Uh, I'm not really sure if I'm going to keep watching this show. Uh, this is Devil's Line. It's uh, it's on high dive right now. Uh, Platinum Visions is the studio that's doing this one. Uh, this is um, a show about vampires and society. I guess um, we have. <laughs> We have. Did we? Huh? Did, before you keep going, we did we skip? We skipped the sequel, or did we not want to talk about this? Oh, one? you're right. We did. All right. Well, let's backtrack. We'll get to Devil's Line in a second, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought we were done with sequels. Sorry, we're skipping. No, you're good. They're good. It was a. Uh, um, we, we made you. We did. You didn't know what we talked about while you had that headset. Yeah. We might have actually skipped Steins Gate and went straight to My Hero Academia. Oh, that's the next show. Uh, yeah, My Hero Academia. Uh, man, I'm glad to be talking about this show and not the other one. Uh, anyway, um, My Hero Academia, uh, season three started, uh, which, uh, is the, well, third, third sequel, second sequel to the, the original show. Um, it starts out with a recap episode because shonens do that. Uh, you know, a beach recap episode. A pool. You got to see all your recap episode. Well, yeah, pool. Uh, and we got to see uh, uh, my least favorite character getting excited about stuff. <laughs> I don't like Minata. We got to see oh. the invisible girl in a bikini. <laughs> I feel bad for her. No one knows what she looks like. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, so we start out from there. Uh, and then the the characters uh, immediately jump over to... Uh, it's like a training camp that they're going to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they're totally just training, uh, trying to strengthen their their uh, quirks. They go to a, they go to a summer camp run by run by a a hero duo team of cat girls, which <laughs> and, and a cat guy. <laughs> yeah, which, which seismic wow. seismic appreciated uh, very much. <laughs> um, I actually really did like the the, the cat girl. Uh, duo i thought they were really funny 
Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's what they're going to be doing, as well as fixing the problems of of the various people. Uh, I, I'm only two episodes. Okay, no, after the first episode. Or no, you know, two episodes. I'm only two episodes into the season. I think there's two more that have come out since hmm. since then. Uh, mm-hmm. But where I'm at, like, they're trying to, to fix the, or I'm sorry, not they, because the only mm-hmm. one who gives a crap is is uh, Midoriya. Uh, <laughs> Midoriya is trying to fix the the problems of this kid named Kota who who hates heroes because right. his parents were heroes and and they both died and yeah. Yeah, this this is, I guess this kid seems like the uh, at least the first arc. Uh, it seems to that at least if not the first arc, the entire season seems like it's maybe we're going to revolve around this kid and um, where he ends up because he basically hates the whole hero culture mm-hmm. uh, in the whole kind of hero slash villain culture because of what it has done to his life and his parents, and he's very jaded, kind of miserable kid. So. Uh, Curious to see where that goes, I suppose. Um, but so far, the show's felt like filler. The first three episodes that I've watched have felt very much like filler. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to build towards something with Kota. Like, maybe Kota's something foreshadowing another one of their... Because with a class this big, I imagine one of them is going to go villain. Yeah, I think the obvious choice for that would be bakugo but it almost seems too obvious yeah yeah i think that's where a lot of people's money would be if like if you were betting if you had to bet it'd be bakugo <laughs> but yeah that's a super convenient like mm. person yeah seems like a red herring or something yeah. right i mean they it's seem like they've been Mineta. it's gonna be the pervert <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally Mineta. Uh, the, the perverted villain no he's gonna he's oh, gonna God. come out as the the hero of all and i'm just gonna pull my yeah. hair out <laughs> um like well like he does (laughs) pulls the balls off his head um yeah no yeah bakugo seems obvious there's definitely uh i could see a couple of them potentially going villainy villainish yeah no there's definitely potential in in a lot of them especially the ones there are some of them that just don't get anything like yeah they'll they'll have a little bit during like the uh was it like when they were fighting the dirt monsters like there were a couple of them that you you see that you don't often see, like um, the the hell's his name, uh, Sato. The one who, Sato, the one who who eats sugar and gets like super powerful <laughs> off sugar. It's like we yeah. never see him. Like I, I'm sure they can make a villain out of him if they really wanted to, but they're all doing things, and some of them make a lot of sense. Like they're doing things to try to empower their quirks. So like Bakugo is like apparently exploding in his hands into the water or something or he's like exploding his hands and then putting them in the water or whatever um i forget now it made a lot of sense at the time but um this may be maybe this was in episode three but um (laughs) the guy who speaks to animals he was just trying to make he was trying to exercise his voice so he could scream louder so more animals could hear (laughs) 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 i was like oh poor guy it's kind of hard to kind of hard to exercise that quirk yeah. yeah it's, so like right now they're just kind of in the in the training stage like if this was an 80s movie they'd be in the montage getting mm-hmm. ready for whatever's coming because it does seem yeah. like in this season they're finally going to do the whole league like villain league thing and i'm really excited for that because one of the villains is really cute and i can't wait to see what her quirk is yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Manga, manga fans are like probably just like yelling 
right now just like it's this i'm sorry i don't read <laughs> episode, that episode uh episode three um it looks like it, it episode four i believe is out now maybe it just came out uh yeah yes yesterday mm-hmm. so uh, i got two episodes to watch. episode three episode four is going to be good um because episode three looks like it's heating up for something big in episode four so we'll see i am excited probably watch that after we're done here or i'll probably jump into PUBG because i am a creature of habit all right <laughs> <laughs> are, are you planning on watching this one logan or no uh i still haven't watched the second half of the second season uh, so see logan not. okay you should have pulled the sunshine thing that i did and drafted it so you had to catch <laughs> see, up four years. that's pretty much what i did with dxd <laughs> but i really shouldn't have watched born sorry i made myself sad again you don't if you don't watch it, you don't deserve it, Logan. <laughs> it's no, you, you're right. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh god! I'm just trying to find reasons to to talk to Logan because I know, know we don't ever watch the same. You guys shows. talked about Science Gate. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did. That was exciting. But Logan, it it's nice. It's nice to talk it's, to you. Man. It's yeah. nice to meet you, Logan. After all these, yeah, after these years, <laughs> of podcasting. <laughs> And actually being uh, over we at your joking. house. <laughs> That's true. We slept together in, in the same room. Um, <laughs> uh, well, We've all slept I mean, together at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, next show. <laughs> next show. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. We're probably going to it at Anime Expo as well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Devil's Line. Yeah. Going back to this. All right. So uh, this show follows. Um, Tsukasa. I'm going to say this and please don't get mad, but she's apparently Japan's most rapable woman uh, because in the first two episodes I've watched, she okay, so the first guy doesn't try to rape her, but he definitely wants to and he is a rapist and in the second episode she nearly gets raped by another person so, hence hence the, the, the phrase for her uh, but uh, she is a human uh, in a world where they very much know about vampires and vampires, they don't need to drink blood to live, but human blood is kind of like a, a drug, almost like a, like, it's almost from what it sounds like, like ecstasy, cocaine and crack just combined into one uh, because it's like, they, they, they say it's like the greatest high, like any greater than any high that any human could ever get on any drug. And it, it makes them want to have sex. Um, Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's a it's a interesting premise, but it, it brings up a lot of questions for me, and that's because I'm a literalist. But we'll get into that later. Anyway, um, uh, Anzai is a is a half vampire, uh, and he's working with a police force uh, in a specific unit that deals with devil related crime. Uh, basically, when they when they become vampires or when they when they bite somebody, their eyes change and they turn all crazy and they, they get this massive power and all this stuff. Um, and so at that point, they're called devils and like devil crime is is that when they do bad stuff when drinking blood. Um, there are, are a couple of interesting moments uh, with that because like they can't really control it. So they, they essentially have to fight the the urge to drink blood within themselves and they have sedatives that they can use to kind of uh kill that urge um so anzai saves sukasa from a guy 
who the reason why he wasn't attacking her was because he was in love with Tsukasa, but he was taking out his frustration on other women by, well, drinking their blood, raping huh. them, and then killing them. Uh, so he saves her from that situation because eventually he was going to get violent with her anyway, and that guy gets arrested. Um, and Anzai, like Tsukasa kind of forms this bond with Anzai, and he uh, starts hanging out around her house a lot. Like she lives on in an apartment like in an upper story with a balcony and he's constantly on that balcony at night for whatever reason. What I'm saying is why are all vampire dudes like really stalkery? Because he is super <laughs> stalkery. Um, but I don't know. She's kind of starting to fall for him, I guess, which is just so, so weird because like the, one of the first things he does is, um, uh, knock her down because there's a little blood on her cheek and forcibly kiss her it's like i'm not sure i would want to be around somebody like that anymore i think i'd be put off for vampires for the rest of my life but she's a female in a in a vampire story so of course she's very interested in him uh uh-huh. yeah so it thus far again i've only watched two episodes um it seems like uh onzai kind of gets close to Sukasa and then for whatever reason makes himself distance himself because he doesn't want to to be tempted to drink her blood and Anzai or sorry Sukasa constantly trying to get closer to him to the point that she follows him to crime scenes and I'm like why wasn't that taped off why was she allowed there what the hell's going <laughs> on because I, I'm asking myself these questions and I know I really shouldn't but and that just makes like opens up a floodgate for me to ask more questions. Like, if this is such a problem, why are vampires allowed to live with humans? Why haven't they been expelled? Why isn't there some kind of system in place to keep the two groups apart? And yeah, it's just it's really weird. I just yeah, anthropologically speaking, this shouldn't be the case. One group would have ousted the other for supremacy. It's the reason why there are no more primates like us in the world because we kind of outgrew them and outresourced them. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> like that's what this kind of stuff makes me think. That's why I can't watch this kind of stuff because I'm too much uh, and it's funny because like you know, people will be like, "Well, why don't you like that with Etchy?" Because there's boobs to distract me. Nice. Uh but yeah, it's it's I might stay with it because it is intriguing me in that sense. I really want to see if they answer the question of why the hell this is allowed to go on. Um, but the the quote-unquote romance aspect of it is not doing it for me. He's <sighs> so stalkery and it's so creepy. And I'm sick of watching Sakasa and like get almost raped. It's it's kind of uh, yeah. weird. Doesn't sound yeah, good. It's, it's all right. It's, it's not my favorite, but there was like – in, in episode two, there's this great, not great, but there's this uh, kind of scene I really liked where uh, Anzai stopping a criminal and she's she's a vampire. She killed her husband, but it's because she didn't tell her husband she was a vampire and she was trying her best to suppress her urge. And he cuts himself while cooking and asks her to, to lick it. Oh. Yeah big mistake and she fucking stabs him and like murders the absolute shit out of him uh but she kind of breaks down like after because she knows what she did and uh even though she couldn't control herself i i actually really like that part 
I don't know why I like that part, but I really, I like, I like the <laughs> I interaction. I really like the, uh, the guilty murder. I really like that. Well, I, I liked, I liked the, uh, the dynamic of, of, um, this, this society again, which has vampires who can't control themselves, but still want, like, still can, like, find love within it, the human societies and stuff like that. And the, I, I don't, I don't know, almost a kind of pseudo lesson of, you know, communication and relationships even though that's a holy shit extreme but i don't know i i liked i like the world i don't like the main characters <laughs> so i'm not sure if i'll stick with it for that but we'll see uh so that's devil's line that's on high dive if that sounded interesting to you it's not funny so if you like <laughs> if you like funny that's not for you Okay, uh, the next show is one that me and you are watching. I was thinking about drafting it, drafting it but I figure I'm going to watch it anyway. I was as well, yes. Um, this is Comet Girls, uh, which is a, I don't know what you call it, like a slice of life? Yeah, slice of life comedy. Yeah. Etchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, we are following uh, Moeta, who goes by the pen name Chaos, or House, 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 sensei, and she's uh, she's trying to break into manga. Like she is a manga author, uh, but she can't really. Her her manuscripts get denied. Yeah, yeah, because uh, even though she is a a high school girl, her high school girls don't seem realistic to the uh, mangaka or the audience at large. Uh, so she's sent to live uh, in a um, like a girls' dormitory house. Uh, that's full of manga authors, uh, two of whom have their own serialized uh, manga, and another one who is like her, uh, trying to get her manuscripts approved. Um, every episode kind of, I actually kind of learn a little bit about manga. I was surprised about that. Yeah. Um, uh, the different techniques they use, uh, especially, I, I especially like the episode where they go to the uh, art supply store because um, mm-hmm. I have, I, I don't know what goes into a manga, so. It was uh, an eye opener. Actually, really cool. Um, I don't know what 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 are some of your favorite parts of this this one thus far? Yeah, I, I uh, also enjoyed that, like seeing how they do like the the screen tones and stuff like that, adding all the effects. Um, my favorite part is just kind of the interactions between the girls mm. um, and their kind of like quirky personalities. Mm. Um, I love Koyumi, the uh, the blonde girl. Um, she loves food and she's just very kind of like energetic and funny. Yeah. Very um, outgoing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like the dynamic that she has with, uh, Ruki, who's one of the established, uh, mangakas who, who um, writes smut. Essentially. I love it. I, I love her character yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just kind of like how they are kind of jealous of the other for various reasons. Um, and it seems like they're all kind of jealous of each other for different reasons, which is kind of funny. Yeah, except for Subasa. I don't think we've really gotten much of uh, what makes her tick. I think we're, we will. And, and in, in the latest episode, we did get something of what she's kind of jealous about uh, because uh, as an author, she writes um, she writes shonen anime yeah or shonen anime shonen manga oh, yeah, and she and she has to pretend yeah. to be a boy or she doesn't have to but she is pretending to be a boy um so she can't do signings uh because she doesn't want to show up and disappoint her fans yeah yeah 
which was what Ruki was scared of showing up and disappointing her fans purely because her editor gave her just a ridiculous pen. Yeah, name. big big boob something or other. Yeah, big boob. Yeah, yeah. some name. And yeah. she's she's uh, definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, Flazaboard, I think, as she says. But I um, I love that episode. I love like. Just the the way they handled like a manga signing. I will say I I did kind of like go aha uh-huh, like because the her entire audience is female. One yeah. and I'm like no 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 no. No, nope. I would no. I'd be in that line, and I'm a 31 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> if it was boys' love, then sure. Yeah, but this like this is a. I mean, I can understand. Like there, I I imagine there would be. I'm not saying females don't read smut because no. I what do you call it? I worked with. Uh, women on the ship who definitely read smut uh but what do you call it um it, it's a, a male female romance with heavily uh pornographic scenes um yeah so i imagine she'd have a mix but like a hundred 100 female <laughs> fan base with not a single male in sight i'm like mm, you're kidding yourself there uh, you know the only thing i can think of is maybe it was in like a female only signing for whatever reason i'd, I'd but, be surprised yeah. if they have those yeah i don't know yeah that's the thing uh but yeah it's just a really fun and enjoyable show uh i love the characters i love the the kind of etchiness of it um it's really light etchy too well no it does really it does it does get somewhat heavy a couple times but not not dxd levels of issues what we're no, talking about no no it's all yeah no no nips, <laughs> not in this one um it's just uh, girls kind of like walking in on, you know, awkward um, situations like when Ruki was getting Koyumi to pose for her and uh, Kaos walked by the room and saw Ruki kind of push her down on the Hell bed. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I think that's kind of yeah. cool too is that they, they'll use each other for models. So like, you know, building off the whole manga theme. And I loved um, mm-hmm. uh, Koyumi's, uh, Koyumi's uh, reaction. To when she when she finds out that uh, uh, she's oh, the she's the inspiration characters. for the female yeah. lead in the manga, so every time she looks at like the the pornographic scene, she's like, "Oh God, you used me for inspiration for this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a got a nice bod. What can you say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just cute and fun, and if you don't mind a little etchy, I think it's definitely uh, worth a look. Definitely a good uh, cool down anime this season. Is Comic Girls. Oh, show. Uh, who's the studio on this one? Nexus. Nexus is the studio. Never heard of that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick look for those of you who are curious about what they've done. Wakaba Girls. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wakaba Girls and a couple things. Santa Company. Never heard of it. Maple Story Special. That looks like an O&A. And Rakudai Kishino Cavalry. Oh, cool. Chivalry oh, of the Fail Knight. Chivalry of the Fail Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I I like that and Walkable Girls. All right. So yeah, Comic Girls. Oh, also real quick, one one more thing. Very pretty. Oh yeah, good. Very good looking. Yeah, show. I wasn't expecting uh, like that level of pretty from just a regular. Sl- I was expecting just mess slice of life. It's it looks okay. Yeah, slice of life's been knocking it out of the park lately, yeah. visually with a slow start last season and this one. They are doing it. Okay. Uh, the next show is one that I'm watching. I'm only two episodes. Oh, wait, no. Three episodes in. Three episodes? I think I've watched. Yeah, I've watched three episodes. There's a fourth one out. 
Um, the next show is Magical Girl Ore, which uh, is an anime by uh, Pierrot Plus. Pierrot Plus? I, yeah. P- Pierrot? 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 Yeah. Um. Sounds French. Anyway, uh, this is the uh, a show about uh, an idol named Saki. She's like an underground idol uh, with her friend uh, Sakuyo. And they are trying to break into the idol industry uh, because Saki wants to get really or wants to get closer to Mohiro, uh, who is Sakio's brother. And he's an idol uh, in a male idol group with uh, Hyo. Hyo? I don't remember what his name is. It's not important. I, vag- I only vaguely pay attention to him. But uh, so one day Saki is in the park and Mohiro gets... Uh, Oh, actually, I should go back. Okay, so Saki, Saki's mom was a magical girl, um, and we find this out through a, through a a really odd. Um, I don't know what you'd call them mascot characters. You know, like like Cube or or Kerberos from um, uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Uh, the the mascot character is Kokoro Chan, who is a yakuza looking guy. Uh, who like drafts magical girls, uh, and he comes to Saki's mom and convinces her to get Saki to become a magical girl. And Saki wants no part of it; she wants to be an idol. Uh, but uh, Mohiro gets starts getting abducted by demons. And let me let me describe the demons for you for a little bit. Uh, they are super buff teddy bears. Um, like they have teddy bear heads, but they have super buff bodies and. Yeah, it's just super, super weird looking. And they're they're about to drag Mohiro off to hell or whatever. Um, and Saki's like, okay, make me a magical girl. And Kokoro makes her into a magical girl, but she's a giant buff dude in a magical girl outfit. So whenever she becomes a magical girl, she becomes a giant buff dude in, in a magical girl outfit. And his reason is, well, men are stronger than women. And he doesn't like give her a, a like magical weapon or anything like that. Her magical ability is she's super buff, so she just beats the ever loving shit out of the demons until they're dead. <laughs> like he, she even asks for like a wand or something, and he gives it to her, and she's just expected to beat them to death with the wand. <laughs> like <laughs> with the fight scenes, there's like nothing but blood and stuff coming from. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. But the uh, <laughs> she saves she saves uh, Mohiro, and Mohiro, who doesn't really give Saki the time of day, is very interested in dude magical girl <laughs> uh, Saki. Uh, so, not really sure where to go with that. Mohiro is like um, I don't know how to say it. Like really understated. Like he's he's. If he feels like super airheaded, he very rarely talks. Most of the time, we only hear him when he's singing, and he's kind of got like that, like a dazed look on his face, like twenty four seven. So I'm not really sure why Saki likes him. Uh, and then uh, a little later on, uh, I think second or third episode, um, we find out that uh, Sakuyo, Mohiro's younger sister and Saki's friend is in love with Saki. And in order to protect her from another demon, uh, Sakuyo 
also becomes a magical girl dude uh, and, <laughs> and fights off another demon. And so they're just fighting off demons as two buff bros in so this is going to turn into just like a street fight anime it's, at some point then. It's so ridiculous. It's like Double Dragon the anime or yeah, something. Yeah, but they're it's like Double Dragon if Double Dragon they 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 fought in in frilly uh magical girl outfits. And they are and they, fought giant they are super short and frilly and it's just like <laughs> it's it's really funny. Like I think it's hilarious uh cuz it's uh the the comedy's kind of understated and I don't know. I want to say understated. It it kind of just like hits you in the face with uh <laughs> with how ridiculous it is. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, it's it's probably it's probably not going to be one of my favorite anime this season, but it'll at least get a chuckle out of me every now and again. There are a couple parts like like Sakuyo's confession, like she confesses her love for Saki and then becomes a magical girl dude, dude. A magical bro that's what we're gonna call it she becomes a magical, magical bro. bro um yeah but after that like there's this almost half an episode worth of of her backstory as to why she loves saki and i'm like this is so long i didn't need all this um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know what to make of it thus far uh it, i mean just like i could probably predict this show as being like a three at the end of the season, hmm. unless something changes because it's just, it's funny and then crazy and then meh. Because <laughs> nothing else happens. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm not really sure where they're going to go with it. But I hope, uh, I don't know. I just, I kind of hope they keep this pace because it's, it's, it's another chill show for me. It's another show I don't really have to think about too much. So, right. yeah. Magical Girl Ore. Magical Bros. Cool. <laughs> magical bros. idols who become magical bros there you go well the next show is about an idol kind of yeah um kind of uh and it has muse in it it does and it's not love live and <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate <laughs> what the hell with the show though um I, caligula is the third show i drafted this season um and it's definitely got me pretty confused. It's it's a very WTF type show, and I feel like it's meant to be that way for certain. Um, the characters seem like they're pretty confused, but the, what seems like is happening is basically uh, Idol Girl is converting the world into like I don't know a bunch of brainwashed zombies. I, I guess, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on in this show, to be honest with you, and I feel like. There's probably more intellectual people out there who are, you know, <laughs> you know, screaming right now over like how stupid I am for not getting what they're trying to say. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of lost with this show currently. I'm hoping things come together at some point. But what we got in, um, I watched episode two. I'll be honest, I didn't get through the uh, the old three episodes for this one before our first impressions. But um, we're seeing that the idol seems to be converting people into these kind of like morphing them into these violent like creatures that attack people that are not brainwashed by the idol who's singing did you did you watch as far as i did carlos i, I watched the first episode i mean i, I oh, get okay. where yeah i guess that's that that's where it's going and like in the first episode um you kind of get a taste of that at the end with the the violence and stuff like that and that there uh -huh. are 
you could see who our main characters are going to be because of the people who aren't immediately like brainwashed by right. by muses singing mm-hmm. um what, what struck me about the first episode was how much psychology they throw at you mm. and i'm like all right i'm not a psychology major i have no like i've i know of some of these things and i've right. done a couple of these exercises but I don't know what you're telling me right now, and I feel like I'm supposed to know. <laughs> uh, the, the show's clearly got a lot to say. I, I mean, there's a lot of kind of undertones of, you know, kids are letting their lives get taken over by social media and idol culture, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Video I, need to, games. I need to watch episode two and three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think episode four is out at this point. Uh, I will say... It's a pretty good looking show, but the music is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoy the opening, the ending. Uh, there's music throughout the show that the idol sings that's really good. Uh, if for no other reason, I'm really loving this show just for the music. <laughs> like I want to, I want the soundtrack for the show. So probably stick with it uh, for that, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But- also, I, I need to know what's going on. Like I. I think I guess it, it's it's something to its favor that I I just want to know what's going on and maybe mm-hmm. if you I I feel like maybe all that stuff that they throw at you at, at the beginning the psychology and and like light philosophy mm-hmm. um might be like a foreshadowing thing that we just don't get because we don't know any of that stuff yeah so uh, hopefully it's one of those shows that at the end it's like the light bulb goes off and suddenly everything makes sense um, yeah well I feel like that's that's it is like maybe the that stuff was supposed to be like this is the kind of story it's going to be with what we're throwing at you. And then for the rest of us who don't know that stuff, the mystery will just unfold, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm fine with. If that's the way it goes down, that I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to stay away from reading any type of spoilers or reviews or um, discussions on this show because I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily want, I want to try to un- unravel the mystery and in, in the total mind effery <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're an explicit podcast you could say yeah. fuck. <laughs> of this of this show it's uh yeah it, it, i'm i'm thoroughly confused at this point so but good looking good characters uh good looking characters i like the little um they've introduced a couple like little kind of chibi fairy not i don't know if it's a couple one little like chibi fairy girl that is kind of helping one of the guys who is not totally brainwashed by the uh, the world. So I don't know <laughs> if you're confused. So am I. So <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much else to say uh, about Caligula. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, so this one is uh, is done by Studio Satellite for those who are interested, um, and they've done a lot of stuff. I mean, do you really want me to go over all of satellite stuff? No, for, just the highlights. Fairy tale. Um, uh, what is it? World, world break, world end, world. The, world end. Yeah, the the yeah, yeah the long titled one. Uh, <laughs> are some of the highlights that? So I mean, they've done they've done a lot of stuff. Um, uh, so I don't know if, if that's if a mystery sounds appealing to you, then this one is definitely a mystery to mm-hmm. to us as well. So, and Very if you're stylized, if you're a psychologist, which wow. I'm I'm impressed that we're pulling in psychologists into the podcast, <laughs> uh, or like a psych major, or philosophy major. Then let us know if we're missing anything because I'm really curious. Mm. But yeah, Caligula. Uh, the next one is Logan's. Me. This was uh, 
one of my top picks. I don't remember who was my number one or not. Um, but that is Tadakun, or uh, rather, Tada Never Falls in Love. Tadakun Wakoi Wo Shinai. Um, and it's the story of uh, this guy, uh, Miss Yoshitada, um, who runs into this um, transfer student, uh, Teresa Ragnar. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh like she's lost uh she's lost her kind of like traveling companion and so he kind of takes her in shows her around and takes her back to his grandfather's uh coffee shop uh where uh Teresa and her uh travel companion um Alexandra Marguerite uh, are eventually reunited um and it's just kind of a uh, this romance story about these uh, two characters and their friends um, and just kind of uh, their interactions in, uh, well, I guess they, they join Todd as part of a, uh, a photography club at school uh, with his best friend. Um, uh, how do you say his name? Ijuin. E- yeah. Ijuin. It's very hard to, to say that one. Um, and, uh, the, the leader of the club, uh, Hajime, who's a, a huge pervert uh, and worships this idol named, or uh, a gravi- uh, how do you say that, gravier model? Gravier model. Yeah, um, named Hina, who is actually the uh, student council president, or no, their class president, uh, Hinako Hasegawa, who's also part of the club, but he doesn't realize it, and they're childhood friends, and so there's like this whole dynamic between them. Mm-hmm. Um it's just been a fun, cute show. Um, there does seem to be something uh, with Teresa. They don't really explain why she came from um, Luxembourg, I think is where she's from. Why her and Alexandra came from Luxembourg. Uh, she's obviously well off. They live like in the, the penthouse of this like um, apartment complex right next door to uh, Tata's coffee shop. Um and there does seem to be something going on there. So I am curious about her backstory, why she's here and um, what she's doing in Japan. Does uh, she have kind I, of the, uh, the rich girl persona? The um... No, no. She's like a super just kind of like bubbly and curious person who wants to just experience things. Um, hmm. She kind of drags around. Um, uh, they call her Alec. Alec um, kind of drags her around. But hmm. uh, yeah, so they joined the the photography club because Teresa wants to get good at taking photos. But yeah, I, it's it's just cute and fun, um, cool. and I really do hope that the romance goes somewhere um, because it's an original anime, so they they aren't bound by right. the uh, the <laughs> confines of source material. So please. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the uh, see what happens next in the manga ending. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that's cool. I mean, it sounds sounds good. Do you do you get the feeling it will uh, the romance will kind of blossom in this show? I do. I do. Okay. Um, but that might just be optimistic thinking. Yeah. On my right. Part. <laughs> I don't thinking. know. It's Japan, so you never know. <laughs> cool. No. Yeah. That sounds cute. Definitely one I'm probably going to try and pick up before the end of the season. Yeah, it's uh, streaming on High Dive, um, and the studio doing it is Dogo Kobo. 
Um, they've done Plastic Memories. They did Monthly Girls and Zaki Kun, which mm. I think is kind of a an interesting parallel yeah. to uh, to this one. Like if you liked Monthly Girls and Zaki Kun, uh, the comedy in Tadaku Never Falls in Love isn't as you know. At the insane. same time, though, that, that the fact that they did Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun makes you feel like I know. Oh, that's a bad it's, sign. <laughs> it's worrying, but I think it was uh, Monthly Girls was based off of a uh, a manga. So okay. Okay. Again, you know, holding out for that original no source material <sighs> yeah. happy ending. Oh. It doesn't look as good as we kind of expected it to. I, I remember looking at some of the original material; it looked pretty. Yeah. No, it looks really good. Um, this is also the studio that's done New Game, um, okay. so they they definitely have a pedigree for um, good looking anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are all like the girls are super cute. The guys are um, definitely <laughs> kind super of distinct, cute. Um, super cute, super cute guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it looks fantastic. All the the backgrounds uh, and stuff are really well done. And there's, I mean, there's some good comedy. Uh, there's a bit with uh, Teresa that she loves this um, show, this Japanese show called uh, The Rainbow Shogun. Um, and uh, like his catchphrase is like whenever he's about to kill someone, he'll ask them to name a color of the rainbow. And they'll say a color of the rainbow. And he's like, no, the color of rainbow is rainbow. <laughs> Rest in peace. And then kills him. <laughs> it's super dumb. Super dumb. I know. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It's fun. Uh, Definitely give it a look. So so I forgot to add a show to the list. Oh. And I was thinking when you said uh, oh, there was one shit. show that when 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 you said uh, Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun, this show reminds me of Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun. Like this is what mm. I was. That's what I was thinking of when I was watching this show. Um, and that is, uh, love is hard for an otaku. Yeah. This was also one of my picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I completely forgot to add it to the list. Yeah. I can't believe we did. I need a, um, <laughs> so this is, uh, this may have been my number one pick. Um, if I think about it and it's about these, uh, two kind of, uh, otaku in this workplace. Um, uh, uh Narumi, yeah, Nar- Narumi and, uh, Hirotaka. Uh, Narumi transfers in to this company after a kind of failed relationship. Um, And her like number one goal in starting this new life in uh, this company is to let no one find out that she's an otaku um, because it's always been kind of a, a black spot on her past relationships. Um, But immediately upon arriving there and getting taken to her workspace, she crosses the path of Hirotaka, who is a childhood friend, um, and he unintentionally immediately outs her as being uh, an otaku by asking her if she's going to participate in Kamiket, um coming up soon. Um, and so it just kind of starts like uh, their relationship again. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's good, funny comedy uh, based around being an otaku uh, in the workplace and like an adult life, and uh, how they kind of come to, you know, form their relationship around that, um, it's really cute. And there's not a whole lot of. I think what I like about this show a, a lot is there's not a whole lot of um, messing around with like will they, won't they? Like yeah, end of episode one, they are in a relationship, and the rest of it is just uh, a look into 
like you said, being an otaku in the workplace and being in in a relationship as fellow otaku. Um, that didn't throw me off. What kind of threw me off was the second relationship that formed because that's like instant. <laughs> I love it. And you know, I, I like it too, but it's like, all right, well, were we going to see that relationship form? Because it was like they weren't in one scene and then the next scene uh, there's a, min- a minor time skip and they are. Mm, the, the second couple, they were already dating. Okay, well, then that was a complete mystery to me. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been dating. That, that was the, the implication there. So... Hold on. Does this follow the same couple throughout the show, or is it new uh, couples? No, no, no. Same, same throughout same the show. Main oh, okay. couple, um, but there's also like two supporting characters who gotta, are in a relationship. I gotta tell you, I am so happy to see this new trend of um, quitting with the whole, you know, like and taking an entire series for two people to fall in love. Just being like, you know, what these people are in love, and let's explore what it's like for them to be in love. Yeah. Like we don't, we've been seeing a lot more of that lately, and I, I love it. I'm really, yeah, it's I'm a good season a for that for sure. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good references in this one. Uh, they, you know, they play Nintendo switch. They play so uh, much monster hunter, so much monster hunter. They play, um, uh, Mario Kart. Was it? Oh God. She's so bad at Mario Kart. She's so bad at Mario Kart. Um, but it's also like, God, we just don't get enough adult. uh, That's not the right way to put it. Uh, to put it, um, like anime about, workplace relationships i guess or adult relationships um that they're just like you know not like super sexualized but just good you know good relationships i wonder <laughs> if it'll go into the whole awkwardness of a workplace relationship if it doesn't last um well i mean that was kind of why she changed jobs so i think they're trying to avoid that kind of thing but there are there have been um a couple you know mm-hmm. bumps in the road already that have been kind of a uh, fun to to see if i awkward to see if i had to guess the the climax the climactic point of the show will be some kind of fight or something because that's usually what happens in in romance type stuff but i just i can't see them going as far as to like end the relationship like Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like what this kind of show is about no no cool sounds cute it it is it's very comedic and i honestly like i said it reminded me of monthly girls Nozaki Kud and that like the main character is kind of like deadpan um and kind of yeah. it, it remind it kind of like i could see nozaki and um um uh, sakura sakura yeah this being them yeah, this as, could as be they're like older the adult versions yeah. of them yeah um yeah just but there's actual romance in this one as opposed to monthly girls yeah yeah Nozaki Kud. Yeah. What's um the MMO gamer uh, show the romance? Oh, does it feel uh, like that? MMO, yeah. MMO junkie. Yeah, yeah. Does it feeling like that at all, or a little, little more on the comedic side? They're, uh, they're not really yeah, hiding it anymore. Like they stopped yeah, hiding it after episode one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more like they're in a relationship. They're not trying to hide it, and I wouldn't say it's as it's different comedy. Mm-hmm. It's just different comedy. Cool. Yeah, love is like. Or love is hard for an otaku. <laughs> it's uh, this one's Studio A1 Pictures, and A1 <laughs> is huge. So A1 is huge. Yeah, yes, indeed. Just, you know, you know what A1 does. Don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, yeah, that one, that one's hitting a lot of comedic notes, and I'm really enjoying that show. Uh, okay. Anything else to say before I move on? Nope, just go watch it. It's great. It's on Amazon. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, good luck finding it. Just type it. You'll find it. Anyway, uh, the next show on list is uh, one that I'm watching, but I'm not that far into, so I apologize. This is a very 
first impressions first impression but i wanted to <laughs> include it um it's uh kakurio bed and breakfast for spirits uh this one um starts off with uh what's her name i lost her name oh uh, no i don't know what her name is i believe in you uh, i think kakurio. it's Aoi. yes there it is oh. uh Aoi, she's a um She's was an orphan and she was picked up by an old man, like an old, her, I, I think it's her grandfather. They don't really specify it if it's, it's if it's actually her birth grandfather picks her up. Uh, she has the sight. She can see um, yokai and various forms of spirits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she was taught by her grandfather how to, I guess, not piss them off or, or you know, to avoid dangerous situations. Um, well, one day she sees an oni at a temple and she offers him food. And when she comes back to uh, the spot where she gave him food, uh, her bento box is sitting there and she decides to pick it up. Well, she, when she touches it, it transports her to another world to where the Oni lives. And uh, his name is uh, Odana and he is the head of this, um, well, kind of like a hotel bed and breakfast, I guess, for uh, uh, for spirits in the other world. And he informs her that his grandfather, like, could move between the real world and the spirit world at will. And over the course of his life, he racked up one hell of a debt at this guy's hotel. And so he, the grandfather, promised uh, the this demon that he that he could marry Aoi. If, you know, to pay off the debt. Oh, my God. So, so she gets there and she does not want to marry a demon. So, she calls it off and tells him that she'll work off her debt. Uh, and he informs her that since she's not going to be his bride, she's not going to receive preferential treatment. And she bounces around from place to place uh, from, you know, the different, I guess, departments of this hotel uh, trying to find a someone who will hire her, but nobody wants to hire a human um, until she comes upon a restaurant that's going out of business. That's run by Ginji, uh, who is a Fox spirit that she meets initially. Uh, and Ginji informs her that, she, that he's been trying to make this space work as like uh, a side place, a side business for the hotel. Uh, but every side business uh, he's tried has gone like gone flat. Um, and she makes him some, human food, I guess. And he goes nuts over it. And so now she's going to work at this, uh, uh, this side restaurant, trying to bring it back to life and well, work off the debt of her grandfather. What's this world like? Is it, is it kind of dark and drab or no, is it exciting it's, and mystical? I mean, it's, or? it's very bright. It, it feels like, like, um, you know, oh, I guess old style Japanese, you know, like yeah. everybody hat dresses in like, kimonos or yukatas and they're all it's very feudal like what you what you see about their their pantheon i guess their deities you mm -hmm. know their gods are always wearing traditional japanese clothes and stuff like that it's like that in world form and there's gotcha. flying creatures and stuff like that it's you know cool. just just it's the world inside a lot of japanese paintings right um huh. stuff like that so uh 
It sounds really interesting. Uh, it you is. know, your description is really intriguing me. Oh yeah, the 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 uh, the picture uh the initial picture made me think it, it was maybe going to be like a, a pretty pretty boy anime, just nothing but pretty boys. Mm. And there are, but like it's it's a lot more than that and slowly but surely I think Aoi is going to start um ingratiating herself and making the spirits see that you know not all humans are bad because i i'm i i'm this is just pure assumption again this is a very early first review or first impression i should say um it seems like they don't really like people and that's usually when when japanese people do spirits they don't like people it's because you know humanity has lost faith in in the Taoist gods or the Taoist spirits or whatever. Getting so like a very kind of spirited away vibe. It, it does feel like spirit, like, like older spirited away uh-huh. <laughs> because uh-huh. she's, she's an adult. Um, huh. I, I am curious if they're ever going to bring her back to the human world or what the deal with that is, because she does have a job. Uh, like human, when humans go missing, people notice, even if they don't have family. <laughs> so <laughs> I love the, the whole like humans are, kind of you know the bad opinion of humans and then the very human that put her in that position her grandfather sounds like a complete dirtbag well, see, I mean, and, and but the way <laughs> she remembers him it's like she still loves him and yeah. like all the memories she has of him are good memories but like he did this thing and it's like okay and i wonder because there are some of those japanese stories where it's like and then the dad sold his daughter into prostitution because uh he couldn't cover his gambling debts and they're like all right yep that sounds normal. I'm like, really? No one's going to be mad about this? Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just it be might, mad over here. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a cultural thing, I guess. I, I mean, that that is something that happened back then. Yeah. But, I mean, the granddad isn't from back then, so. Well, I mean, I remember from playing Shogun, you, when you, you could get kind of excited when you had a daughter because you could kind of use Marry them as off. bartering. Well, but, but Shogun Total War <laughs> takes place during the, during the yeah. <laughs> I mean, during the time when, I mean, Europe had this time too, when nobility yeah. was like, all right, I need an alliance. I have a daughter. They have a son. This could work. But like nowadays, like that kind of crap's round upon. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I can kind of see the whole, from that period of time, that culture, it was like your it's daughter like a- was kind of a bartering chip. When you had a daughter, you got to be excited because you were going to get something for her at some point. <laughs> you got a nice dowry. Yeah, that's me. It's like nowadays, if I came up to like Logan and be like, Logan, I see you have a daughter. I'd like to marry off my son. I'll give you 50 goats. You'd probably punch mm. me. 60 goats. <laughs> 60 goats. <laughs> but if we're talking you drive about- drive a hard uh, bargain. If we're talking about an anime collection and figures, oh, maybe God. we make something happen. <laughs> no, no. This conversation's going in a bad direction. Now we're bartering our future children. Let's let's move on to the next show, <laughs> which is uh, it's one of the shows that Logan drafted for Isekai Isekai. Yes, uh, instead of watching the the short, um, I chose to pick up the anime Real Girl or 3D Kanojo, um, which is streaming on High Dive um, and is about uh, Susui Hikari, who's uh, an otaku and has been pretty much bullied his entire life because he doesn't necessarily hide that he uh likes anime and likes video games uh, etc yeah yeah video games and all this stuff and so he's kind of like looked down upon by the majority of uh the people in the school um but he for whatever reason oh he was watching anime in the morning didn't realize how late it was and so he got to school late 
A problem um, we've all had at some point. A problem we've all had, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so he gets in trouble and has to clean the pool um, with this girl who was also late named Iroha Igarashi. Um, and it's kind of a... I felt like the pacing was a little fast in this first episode. Um, they end up falling in the pool and uh, she like starts... She takes off her... like school shirt to to dry it off and he gets all like embarrassed and stuff and she you know just kind of comments on you know that he's a virgin still and stuff like that and um it's just kind of a like he's not really interested in this girl because he thinks that she's like the there are rumors around the school that she's like super easy and she's you know, dates a bunch of guys, steals people's boyfriends and stuff like that. Um, but through a series of events, like he protects her from this one guy who's like mad at her and trying to drag her along. Um, they end up dating at the end of the first episode. Um, that was fast. It was fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are actually two kisses in the first episode, which is a record for Japan as well. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of like been since then exploring um, like the the doubts and stuff that he has about being in a, uh, a relationship with this you know beautiful girl who he doesn't necessarily thinks that he you know deserves. Apparently, and, it's very easy. Yeah, oh, and, he's but she's not. It's you know <laughs> just all these misconceptions that high school is want to. Uh, yeah, to well, have. he's also got that kind of uh, otaku trope. Uh, when in a relationship that he's just like self-conscious about everything which is understandable but mm-hmm. sure. he's kind of amped up a little bit which it does drive me nuts sometimes it does yeah um but i mean he is a he is a teenager and uh, i can't even pretend to remember how awkward <laughs> i was like i i it vaguely is. remember but yeah um but there are also some other characters there's uh, his like only friend uh, Yuto Ito, who is a uh, guy who loves to wear cat ears um, at all times and therefore gets made fun of a lot as well. You think he would be allowed to in school? Like, that's the uh, one thing yeah. for me. It's like he's wearing them in class. I'm like, okay, cool, but are you allowed yeah, to? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we only see him during breaks and stuff, so maybe he only throws them. Oh, uh, that's breaks. true. We don't see them during lecture. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, are you all caught yeah, up? Yeah, I'm all caught up uh, on this one. Uh, then uh, they kind of uh, uh, become friends with this girl named Arisa Ishino, who um, at first was like everyone else and called uh, Susui, uh, you know, gross and avoided him and whatever. But um, both he and uh, Iroha kind of stand up for her when they find out that she's like in a very kind of a not abusive but toxic bad relationship, super toxic, yeah, toxic relationship. relationship um and so you know, they kind of go through uh, that story and she ends up what i assume is going to happen is they'll become friends she'll become part of their group she, which is cool she, i like her she's kind of already becoming their friend uh, have you yeah uh, there's four episodes out have you seen all four four yeah okay yep yeah, and yeah. and then we get uh, in the latest episode, um, um, a character that is I think his name is yeah Mitsuya, 
um, oh, yes. who is uh, interested in Iroha and wants Hikari to break up with her uh, because, according to him, an otaku shouldn't have things that he doesn't have. So he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. And he essentially, by using his kid sister who, you know, who's a kid and I guess doesn't really understand. She didn't know any better, yeah. She didn't know any better. Um, gets uh, Hikari kind of arrested for being a lolicon when uh, Hikari finds that that kid or the that guy's sister at the park and she's like crying and she doesn't know where to go and so he's like trying to help her and then her brother shows up and like because he has this vendetta against him um calls the cops and had tells his sister to to yell um and so like kind of ruins his even you know he has a bad reputation at school but it gets even worse because of this but um it, it was nice to see kind of uh iroha just say you know whatever i know i know who you are i know the kind of person uh that i'm dating and i know you wouldn't do these things so them kind of weathering the storm and i think the episode ends with iroha finding out that uh what's his face uh mitsuya set up uh hikari so we'll see the aftermath of that (laughs) so this is a very drama filled romance then kind of yeah it's it's like comedy Um, mixed with drama yeah, comedy drama. It's like it's heavy stuff, but it doesn't feel heavy necessarily. Hmm. Um, there are some storylines that they haven't really touched on. Uh, the I guess the big one that I'm, uh, I forgot to mention was that Iroha is moving in uh, six months at the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six months um, because her dad got a new job somewhere or something like that. Um, but there also seems to be like she might have medical issues as well. Um, like in the first episode, we see her crying in the bench outside a hospital. Uh, then we see her walking around with a doctor and stuff like that. So there's stuff that they haven't really explained yet uh. that might be going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, uh, great by any means, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, the animation's Okay. Yeah, I like the I like the actually really like the little lessons for 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 sure for Hikari, especially for yeah. Hikari because I mean anybody I don't want to say and like not people our age but like younger people it's like speak up talk to talk yeah. to who you're in a relationship for the love of communication is fuck, key I learned that the hard way don't <laughs> learn that the hard way <laughs> so um, yeah if you like romance definitely give it a look. Um, it's done by Hoods Entertainment, who uh, I think we during the uh, the draft we talked about this, but they did uh, um, the uh, the Godforsaken disaster that was uh, uh, March and Madgen, um, and this has been way way better than that so far. That's so weird though, because like they also did Drifters, and Drifters is one of my favorites. It's so good. Yeah, but if you look at it, um, like the studio names, it says Hoods Entertainment for most of them, but for Drifters it says hoods drifters studio oh so maybe they had a special team for drifters i guess yeah. i'm not mad about that nope okay that's that yeah that's real girl real girl all right so next up is one that i drafted i believe this was my second draft pick this is hina matsuri it is a comedy slice of life sci-fi there's a bunch of shit on it uh <laughs> essentially uh we start out 
in the apartment of Yush- Yoshifuma Nita. I'm just going to keep calling him Nita. Nita. Uh, Nita is a Yakuza member and pretty high up on the totem pole <laughs> because his apartment is super nice. And apparently he is really into collecting vases, which is just – that's an interesting choice for a Yakuza member. Uh, but I just – that kind of just makes him more of an interesting character in my opinion. Uh, one day, out of the blue, a pod, uh, like an egg-shaped pod pops up uh, in this guy's apartment and uh, there's a face in it. And after waiting for a, a long while, uh, he pushes the button to open the pod and Hina pops out. And Hina is this otherworldly person, like a, she looks like a human, but she's clearly an alien because she's got telekinetic powers, really, really powerful telekinetic powers. And she threatens Nita that if he doesn't let her live there. She'll break all of stuff, which I mean, she pretty much already does. She does anyway. But she'll, she'll, she'll continue to do so. Um, and so Nita, uh, it's like, all right, you can live here. And as a Yakuza member, he ends up, uh, he ends up required to go take out like an, another, like a rival crime boss. And, uh, he doesn't want to because he, he, he's weird. I like him. I like Nita because he's very clearly a criminal, but he's a criminal with a conscience because yeah. he does not want to use a little girl to fight his battles for him. But Hina, who like this is one of the things I kind of want to get to with her backstory, is kind of like resigned to it. She's like, yeah, you're going to use me to fight stuff because that's what everybody uses me for is to fight stuff. And he surprises her by saying, no, I'm going to take care of this myself. So she ends up fighting fighting the entire yakuza crime family that he was ordered to attack by herself and taking out all of them um and and this sounds pretty heavy but like during the whole fight scene you just hear people it's just getting people ejected out of the well, building and, and the, windows breaking and then their their thing is is whenever someone gets hurt it's just Ita, Ita, and like and it's <laughs> yeah. the same yeah. they all make the exact same sound like just with different voices over and over and over again which is kind of comedic and, and we get this a couple times uh later in the show as well um but so hina starts living with with nita uh Almost as like a pseudo daughter. Um, Later on, uh, we've gotten uh, Anzu who comes to take Hina back. Uh, But Hina, uh, Hina says she doesn't want to leave. And so she and Anzu are about to fight, which would probably destroy a good portion of the city. Um, But Nita being uh, really clever (laughs) decides to have them fight it out in a, some kind of like I don't know, like staring battle. It's like, a, like not a not yeah, it's like a rock, paper, scissors battle where they get to tell the other person what to do if they win and they have to try to make them yeah, do that thing. With their powers. Yeah, yeah. With their powers. And Anzu wins twice, but then this is where we see Hina's power. Anzu wins twice and tries with her telekinetic power to make her opponent look in one direction. Like she points up or she points to the side. And like you see this huge gust of wind pick up. Uh, but Hina's like stand stoic, like she doesn't move, just her the skin on her face moves. Um, and then Hina wins, and then points in in like I forget like left or right, and Anzu's head turns so fast you hear her neck crack <laughs> because Hina's apparently a lot more powerful than her. And so Anzu 
agrees to uh to let Hina stay and she decides to go back well her pod gets damaged so she's stuck and becomes a homeless person um <laughs> which is oddly touching because they humanize the homeless population which is something you don't see in a whole lot like almost any media uh this yeah. homeless man takes her in takes Anzu in and teaches her uh how to make money as a homeless person by collecting uh, recyclables and stuff like that. Um, and actually gives her kind of a life lesson because she doesn't want to do any of this stuff. Um, and he kind of tells her like, look, you're homeless with us. So either get busy finding another job or this is what you have to do to survive. Um, which I actually really liked. I thought it was, I thought it was a very touching moment that humanized a lot of the homeless population uh, because normally they're just seen as, something to step over um uh and then after that we get uh because uh, hina doesn't learn any of these lessons <laughs> hina's hina's dead like a very deadpan um and that's where a lot of her humor comes from she doesn't learn any of these lessons she's super lazy and that's kind of fed by nita and the, it's fed by nita and the fact that she's way more powerful than these other girls um she's uh, hina starts going to school and where she meets hitomi Who's this poor human girl who just who just wants to be friends with Hina, but because of Hina, she ends up in various situations because uh, Nita is a crime boss. So uh, in following Hina, because uh, Hina wants to Hina wants to uh, get closer to Nita because Nita's trying to distance himself from her. Uh, she ends up at a bar, and the. Uh, the patrons of the bar, one of them who is very drunk, uh, is like, oh, you look pretty young, but you're a bartender, so here. And he starts instructing her on how to make drinks, and it turns out Hitomi's really fucking good at making drinks. Uh, so she just stays at the bar making drinks, and everyone gets drunk, so drunk that they all decide to go to a, a cabaret club, or they say girly club. And they're So it's like this procession of drunk-ass people and kids walking down the streets of Tokyo saying, girly club, girly club, and going oh, to the strip club. Or it's not really a strip club. It's like a, it's a cabaret What are they club. called? Yeah, it's just well, like it's, a, um, a hostess club. Uh, hostess club. Thank you. Yes. Um, they go to a hostess club. And like demand this crazy shit from the the uh, the hostess club, and when Nita wakes up the mor- next morning, he's got a severed or a save several million yen bill. It's just stupid crap like that. Like it's really funny moments with these like semi touching moments that I really like about the show uh, that I wasn't really expecting because I was just expecting comedy, and comedy is what it's giving me. Um, the latest episode. <laughs> Like Hitomi is kind of this tragic character who ends up having to do stuff because she just can't say no. Uh, she ends up working at the bar. It's not because she can't say no. She's blackmailed into doing it. Yeah, but even that's done comedically. I don't, uh, I don't think so. Well, that's unfortunate for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, she, what do you call it? She ends up, she tries to to get out of the blackmail, but she's a kid and naive and ends up like walking right into it. So she ends up working at this bar. In the latest episode, her and Anzu kind of meet and she helps Anzu out. So it's like it's like that. Like she can't say no in this uh this latest episode because she she helps Anzu out and Anzu's so grateful uh for finding more cans to to recycle that she brings her back to uh to her 
her homeless like shack and uh and they end up playing tag but hitomi again because she can't say no to somebody that she's trying to be nice to she's been working all night at this bar and she just wants to go home and sleep and so when she's out playing tag she like falls asleep standing up it's it's ridiculous moments like that that are really getting me on the show um i'd say give it a shot if you don't like it that's fine but it's it's hitting a lot of comedic notes for me so for me they just take the jokes too far um like i really thought the you know when she somehow becomes a bartender i thought that moment was really funny um but they just continued with it and it just really rubbed me the wrong way so but yeah i mean if you like that kind of darker kind of humor, go for it. It's it's not even really that dark because it's like the the girl who who blackmails her. It's it's just a, a some crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch no. of scummy adults doing you know scummy things. I think that's that's kids. that's a lot of the point of it too, though, because I mean, this is a yakuza member. Yeah. She is a bar owner, you know, and and even some of the other adults, like the teachers and stuff like that, uh, are pretty interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm curious where it's where like who else we're going to meet because uh, that's what it seems to be is a lot of people uh, meeting a lot of new people in this uh, this world with girls who can use telekinesis. Uh, but yeah, so the studio for this one is Feel. Um, first thing I see when I click on Feel is Kiss Excess. So there you go. Uh, but this is nothing like Kiss Access. Uh, they also did Tsukigakire, so they got a lot of range. Uh, and Hinamatsuri is a comedy. So, uh, okay. Um, are you guys watching this one? Are you guys watching <clears throat> Last Period? Nope. No, sir. You're alone on this one, man. <clears throat> so the next show on our list is Last Period or Last Period. Owari, uh, Owari Naki Rasen no Managotari. Uh, this show is really referential. Um, they start out in a, like, well, they start you out in a fantasy world. It feels like a video game. And that's because I think it is supposed to be a video game. Uh, we start out with Haru, Lisa, uh, Gajeru, and uh, Choko, who are members of a party uh from a like a guild hall uh there are multiple guild halls i forget what they're called exactly in this world uh and the guild halls uh have uh fighters in them called periods and the periods fight spirals which are monsters you know for money uh this particular guild hall that they belong to uh had all of their money stolen out of the vault so they're completely bankrupt so their their guild was forced to disband and all their members, you know, scattered and went to, to other groups. But but these four are trying to rebuild uh, their guild hall uh, with or by by taking odd jobs, but and by taking like way less pay than they normally do. Um, and so they go out uh, in search of of uh, what do you call it spirals to fight and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of I, I won't say a lot of it because like there's only what, like two, three episodes out right now. Um, so far, the episodes have been they get a job uh, that that, you know, for really cheap. They go to the place. The mayor always looks the same, even though he speaks differently. And the mayor always speaks in puns about the place that he lives in. Um, and well, that's totally old school video game. Show, <laughs> right. I mean, 
<laughs> well, yeah. So, so they're they're all uh, three of them: Haru, Lisa, and and Gajeru are all one hundred percent of this world. Choco talks about the world like she's a player, like she's got like little lines, or she'll reference like outside video games and stuff like that. Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, Choco!" Like you know, they just don't pay attention to her. Uh, and what do you call it? There's a gotcha system. Like whenever they're getting ready to fight, because um, like I said, like they, they go to these towns. Uh, the mayor looks the same. They're getting ready to fight the spirals. And then another group called Wise Man shows up and are like, we'll do it for even cheaper than they will. And Wise Man like pulls out their gotcha machine and they always summon a five star. And it's a new five star every time. And it's this <laughs> this like badass looking character who like can like destroy mountains and shit like that. And then they'll like you see this girl come around and she's like, like uh <laughs> got her own gotcha machine she's like i can do a gotcha pull for you and they do a pull and it's always a one star for them and so far it's been the same two one stars <laughs> just different colors um, oh god <laughs> so yeah it's pretty formulaic but it's pretty funny like if you like like video game humor like there's a lot of referential stuff in this anime um it's also kind of funny that wise man uh their characters are um if you look at their character models they all look like the uh, hear no evil, uh, see no evil, speak no evil type monkeys. Because one oh, of them has yeah. a beanie over her eyes, one of them has headphones on, and the other one has a bandana over her mouth. So oh, that's I, I wonder if that's supposed to play into anything, but I just noticed that. Anyway. What's um, the, um, uh, what kind of game is it? Like an MMO? It's just like an game? RPG. RPG. It, yeah. it looks like, like a phone RPG. Like if anyone's ever played, um, um, not, <sighs> I don't know why the only thing that's popping into my head is Grand Crest War because that's not a game. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy. It looks mm. like like that kind of like setup and stuff like that, and they hardly ever fight the actual spirals. They just they they get into a confrontation with Wise Man, and then that's the episode. Uh, Wise Man is is being paid by somebody specifically to mess with this group. And the person that they're being paid by looks a lot like, I, I'm not sure if they're doing this for, like intentionally, but the, the person who's like trying to mess with their guild looks like one of their guild members, like the <laughs> attendant for the guild. So I'm like, okay, this is pretty clear and obvious. Like who's like what this is going to turn into. Um, That's funny. But again, it, it's, it's all done for comedic effect. There's not really a, a serious storyline. Um I almost want to say, though, those kind of things are, um, you know, because especially in the phone RPGs where they're, I, I don't think they have as much data to work with. A lot of the models look almost identical with maybe different kinds of colors have hair or different styles of hair with the same, you know, you've got like five colors to choose from in like 10 styles and then everyone's got one of three faces. So I wonder if they're playing on that because you mentioned that all the mayors look the same. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're all they're all like. <laughs> Bigger dudes <laughs> with a mustache and like like balding hair and they're yeah and like what do you call it? the the like for example one of the episodes uh, they go to a hot springs town and the hot springs like they've been drying up and so everything he says is about baths or tubs or something like that it's <laughs> like like yeah that really fills my tub it's like what why so goofy That's yeah it's, it's just it's really goofy i i kind of wonder like because it, it's it's uh 
I won't say it's making me laugh out loud all the time, but it's making me chuckle here and there. I'm kind of wondering if if they keep going this way, if if the the comedy will just kind of get old and stale eventually. But mm. the characters are cute, and I mean, it's not ter- it's not offensive. So, um, cool. Yeah, I like the character models. I'd play a game like this. So. Especially if it was comedic. Listening to you talk about it makes me like want to find a new game to play. <laughs> getting the, I'm getting the new game itch. <laughs> um, speaking of games, how about we talk about Sword Art Online? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, specifically, the Alternative Gun Gale arc, which is a show that I drafted this season. Um, and it is Sword Art without Kirito or Asuna. So we're in a new territory here. Uh, we're following in this time a a very short, very pink character. <laughs> I think Len is her name in the game. Yeah. Uh, alternatively, outside of Sword Art Online or Gun Gale Online, she is, uh, I believe her name is Karen. Mm. A very tall, very, very insecure about her height girl. Uh, I almost think they're kind of overplaying that whole I'm insecure about my height thing. Um, I can't imagine a girl really lets the fact that she's tall dictate well, her life. I mean, in, much, in Japan, I suppose. Actually, um, I, I real quick about that. Like my, my Japanese teacher is like pretty tall for a Japanese woman. Uh, and she told me being in Japan as a taller Japanese woman was really annoying. <laughs> really? So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So this is, uh, I'll be honest with you. I think she's much cuter in real life than she is. in oh, the Oh yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious to see where this character kind of develops. I really do hope they develop the character. So far, um, the first episode of the show, they're basically in the uh, a mini bullet. I wouldn't. I won't even want to say mini bullet of bullets. It's like a team based, um, almost like a mini PUBG match. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like a team based PUBG match. It's kind. I think it's called. Um, uh, oh yeah, I can't even think of the name now. Uh, regardless of what it's called it's it's a basically a, a tournament a battle teams, royale yeah team battle exactly royale. team battle royale um and this little pink girl is kind of teamed up with a big sniper guy and uh they do really well by the look of it in the first episode and then squad it jam. seems squad jam thank you i knew it was with an s uh and so it, it appears the first episode kind of puts you in the battle and you, they show you how they do in the battle and then it's like we go back in time to how did they get to that point so we've seen a couple episodes now of that and i'll be honest with you the first episode was all right it was pretty entertaining uh the second two episodes or second and third episode were a little bit slow kind of following this and how they developed uh and the show's not blowing me away so far i'll be honest uh it's I don't know. It's been a little bit slow for me. What do you think so far? Uh, I, I actually really like the show, but it's because I, I mean, maybe it's, it might be because I follow the manga, um, which is, I guess he's not saying much because the manga, like we've only gotten volume one, like they're super slow with sword art mangas. Um, mm-hmm. And volume two, is it coming out to like July? But so they, they've already passed where I'm at in the manga. But oh, wow. I, I like it. I mean, I actually really like the um, the explanation of uh, Gun Gale because I was always kind of curious about that. I mean, you get a little expla- explanation in um, in uh, Sword Art Season 2, but I think mm-hmm. they go a little bit more into depth this time around and the different stuff you can do. 
Um, uh, I did uh, appreciate the fact that one of the groups they go up against is either a police or military unit that's trying to like see if the game would yeah. be relevant for for you know tactics type use and the the whole time i was watching that i'm thinking no that's not how that happens what they do yeah. is they see that kind of stuff and they spend thousands of taxpayer dollars to develop their own thing <laughs> i know that because i was in simulations like that <laughs> so uh but no i actually i did like the that whole thing and yeah, showing how how a gamer would beat a squad because squads like like a, a squad of you know a military squad or a police squad um would be using you know would be expecting real life physics where a gamer's like uh no of course i can re- run faster than the speed of sound this is a video game right um yeah and that was a cool scene um when she went up against that military squad i mean it was i was like okay uh clearly she's in that box over there but. i will i will agree that um that the second and third episodes are slower, but they're, they're building. I mean, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a character building thing. We're, we're starting from scratch. Uh, you know, we don't, we can't just jump into action like we could with another sword art with, um, I suppose with a Kirito or an Asuna. Uh, yeah. And the, the action in this late latest episode was really good. I really liked the, uh, uh, the explanation of how, uh, sniping worked for, uh, uh, Goshi, the, the, mm-hmm. um, her teammate and oh, so do we get to see the battle in the fourth episode from his point of view as opposed to hers no he well i mean it's from both their perspectives kind of yeah. uh, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to do that because i've watched the first three and oh um, you haven't seen fourth four, episode so, yeah oh. I seen four, yeah. so episode four ends on a cliffhanger that i won't spoil that i was about to spoil never mind <laughs> okay cool yeah, epi- yeah. episode four ends on a major cliffhanger so i'm okay. i'm i that maybe that's why i'm a little bit more excited about this show than you are yeah <laughs> because it's possible uh i and i i mean i'm not you know a gun otaku per se but i i appreciate like uh that kind of stuff because you know i've been around them so right i like seeing them i like i like uh the explanations and be like yeah that that's that is how that would work they're actually fairly accurate i, I feel like whoever wrote gun gale or whoever helped the the writer write gun gale was a gun otaku mm-hmm. uh so yeah i i I am i I shouldn't be down on the show i mean i'm enjoying it if you if you're not if if you're not liking the pace man that's i 100 percent agree and i feel like a lot of people probably through episode three were were in the same boat but i i kind of knew where it was going so i kind of had a one-up on that yeah i mean it's not in the sense though that i i I dislike the show it's just i'm a little disappointed with the pace at this point um which i'm i'm still interested and and happy to hear that four picks up a bit so is there a uh, antagonist or what's like, what's the goal here? I don't, I don't want to say anything about episode four, but we're kind of seeing there might be. Uh, the goal uh-huh. right now is like, so uh, as you alluded to, Jeff, uh, Len or Karen uh, jumps to different uh, MMOs. She's looking, she wants a cute character. She wants it to be a cute, small character. This is so okay. weird in this, like, yeah. in the whole VR thing where you can't you, design your character. You can't like design she, your character, which drove me nuts. Why wouldn't you be yeah. allowed to design your character? Anyway, you're not allowed to design your character. So she keeps getting this character she hates until she hits Gun Gale and she gets a small, cute character. And she's, this is where she stays. Uh, she meets, uh, she, she starts uh, PKing people on accident at first, but then she starts to like it. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> she meets uh, Pitohi, Pitohi, um, who is uh, another character who likes to PK, and they're both females, so they're like, okay, let's just form a PKing group. Pitohi is the is the gr- uh, the person who tells her about Squad Jam, okay, um, and gets her into it. However, she's not in Squad Jam. She uh, Pitohi sits Len up with Goshi. Who is his I have a theory of about a man. who Pito he is, by the way. I'm not going to say it, but I, uh, I but, have a feeling that but she is P- someone. Pito he might be our antagonist. She might be, I don't know, because she's, she, she's very mysterious. She, cer- she uh, certainly looks like uh, antagonist material just from her character uh-huh. design. Thus far, though, I'm not seeing anything that would lead me to believe that anyone's lives are in danger, as you would expect in a sword art. I think that's fine. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's fine. I think I, I think I, there's more they can do. Like, cause sword art is like, um, how do you say? Like, you expect some kind of, uh, goal, not goal, but like something big to happen, right? But I don't think it has to be death. You know? Well, I think it. Yeah, I, I think. And they are clearly kind of trying to parallel, you know, they're building the character of the real girl um, a lot here. So I I do think that this show is probably going to pull us into the real world a lot more than most sword arts do. Uh, Because clearly, you know, Len is is just an extension of the real girl who they've been doing a lot of character building of with her insecurity and her life as far as like how she wanted to go to the concert and she wasn't able to make it. And she's, they've introduced us to one of her friends and, and her um, music interests, they, yeah, they, they've they've built a lot on her. So yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with it because they've only got 12 episodes, so they can't build too much. They need to they need to start hopping into action. And, and like I said, episode four cliffhanger. I'm really curious where they're going to go with this action. So yeah, and she's with like a whole group. She's like at a party in the first episode too. In the end, there. Oh yeah, no, she's uh, with a bunch of friends. She has friends. Yeah. It's just she's super. Uh, yeah, shy because she thinks she's way too tall. Which six feet tall—that's pretty tall. So, yeah, yeah, that's especially for a Japanese uh, woman. That's exceptionally tall. But she is very cute. So yeah, Sword Art Online, uh, Alternative Gun Gale Online. Uh, give it a watch, especially if you're you're already familiar with the the Sword Art universe. Because yeah, no, it's definitely one that I'm excited to uh, excited to continue with. I really want to get the uh, the game that recently came out for Gun Gale. It looks good. Hmm, I haven't seen it. I'll have to take a look. It's on Steam. Too much pink, though, Len. Come on. <laughs> I love the some... fact that that helps her blend in. That's uh, that's the part that's really <laughs> silly, too. The pink <laughs> helps her blend into the desert. Is it always <laughs> twilight? Is it perpetually twilight? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, right. so the next show is uh, my number one pick. Uh, It's a manga I really, really love. Uh, I will say I have... Wait, no, I have seen the latest episode. I take that back. Um, I'm thinking of another show that I haven't seen the latest episode of, but this is Golden Kamui. Um, The show is about, um, I guess you could say, old-timey Japan. It takes place just after the Russo-Japanese War. Uh, in the early 1900s, where we find Sugimoto uh, fishing in a river. Well, no, I'm sorry. He's panning for gold in a river. Uh, and whilst he's panning for gold, uh, 
and old like wino is sitting on the shores and he tells him a story about a group of prisoners who well okay go back further uh a group of native people called the uh was it ainu yeah the ainu uh gathered up a bunch of gold ton of gold because uh, they wanted to fight the uh the sisam the uh, japanese people because this is like native americans and you know white people type thing so they want to fight the 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 japanese people so they gather up all these gold to, to buy weapons and stuff like that well their gold gets stolen by this uh guy who kills all the ainu leaders and he gets imprisoned and you know his his jailers are trying to get him to confess where the gold is and all that stuff uh but the way he goes about it is he gathers a group of confidants within the jail and on them, he tattoos a map. So each part of them on their body has a piece of the map to the treasure. Um, and uh, one day while the prisoners are being transported, a bunch of them escape. Uh, thanks to a an old samurai who's in the group. And now they've kind of spread to the, to the you know, four corners of Japan or four corners of Hokkaido, as it were. Uh, and... They're all hiding out, waiting for something, you know, I guess some kind of signal to reconvene and, and get the treasure. Uh, Sugimoto brushes it off, thinks, eh, this is bullcrap, you know, just an old wino's tale. And, uh, but, but later on, when the wino wakes up and sobers up and realizes he just told him a very important story, he tries to kill Sugimoto. Uh, Sugimoto fends him off and uh, later finds that same wino dead. Because a bear killed him, um, oh. <laughs> and he when he removes that the the guy's clothes, uh, there is that tattoo, the tattoo from the story. Uh, so he uh, he ends up meeting an Ainu girl uh, named Aspira, who um, whose father was one of the Ainu men who was hoarding gold, who got killed. She wants to avenge her dad. So she agrees to help Sugimoto find the gold. And Sugimoto's like goals for the gold are pretty, I don't know, on the up and up. Um, he had a childhood friend um, and a childhood love interest. The childhood friend and childhood love interest uh, married each other because he had to leave. I, I won't get too far into that because I won't spoil anything because we haven't seen that in the anime yet. Uh, but we do know he had a childhood friend who asked him to take care of his wife if he died in the Russo-Japanese war, which he did. Um, and Sugimoto wants to get this gold to be able to pay for an American doctor uh, to fix her eyes because she's apparently going blind and um, his childhood friend didn't want him to grow up or to didn't want her to get old without being able to see their son. Um the one thing, real quick, one thing. They're, so they're sitting in the trenches, and I had this exact same reaction when reading the manga. So they're sitting in the trenches in in Russia, and this Japanese man, his childhood friend, a Japanese foot soldier, I should say, says, after the war, relations with America are going to sour. And both times I stopped and said, how the fuck would you know that? You're a foot soldier. You're a grunt. <laughs> you would have no idea what relations between America and Japan would be like after this war. And they didn't sour. It was it was like a decade later. 
Sorry, that bugged me. <laughs> like historically, <laughs> that really, really pissed me off. Uh, anyway, uh, going back, so uh, Sugimoto and and Aspira are now like where we're at, uh, trying to collect um, the different tattoos. Uh, the first guy, he skinned him and took his tattoo, but Aspira is uh, has moral objections to killing humans. So uh, what they do when they catch somebody, uh, she she uh, sketches his, uh, his tattoo on a piece of paper and she's awed at the invention of the pencil because mm-hmm. she's a native girl. So she's probably been like drawing with coal or something. That's um, interesting. Yeah. The first thing I thought was that there's going to be some, some skinning involved with putting these map pieces oh, together. They're, but- they're definitely, and, and what's cool is like there, it, because it's a treasure hunting story, there are multiple parties interested. There are the convicts mm-hmm. themselves who a don't want to get skinned and b want the treasure. Uh, there and then there is a an army unit, and these guys are like special forces Japanese military, um, who are trying to find the gold for gold for a reason we don't know yet. And they're led by a guy who took a hit to the frontal lobe in the Russo Japanese War, and so he's got like he's this crazy ill tempered dude, um, and he looks like a super bad guy. I really like his character because he's he's kind of almost like Joker esque in how crazy he is. Like not, no. not like Batman villainy, like setting traps and stuff like that. But he is he'll he'll go off at like the slightest provocation. Does uh, he say this? <laughs> no, he's, he's not that crazy. No, he doesn't remind <laughs> me of the Joker in that way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so you you have these multiple parties vying for this treasure, um, and and it, <laughs> this this anime like it's it's uh it's again set in the wild uh in the, the early 1900s so it does get pretty brutal i mean it it gets brutal in the manga too but like seeing it animated like uh there's a there's a part where sugimoto runs into a bear den uh because uh, according to aspira a bear won't kill you a bear won't kill a human that goes into its den and the soldiers are trying to flush him out of the bear den well the bear gets pissed off rushes out and the first thing she does is takes her paw and snaps this guy's like the skin of his face just comes clean off oh wow. it's pretty brutal so if you don't like like that kind of like that level of violence this might not be for you but it's it's such an interesting story and i love shows that take a shot at history where is this airing uh crunchyroll okay i'm um, gonna take a look into it what i will say though and this is this is a note from all of us who read the manga and people who just picked up the anime. Good lord, the bear looks terrible. The 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 CGs, they use CG for the bear. The first one looks god-awful. The second one doesn't look a whole lot better, but good lord, that first one is awful to look at. And it's it's kind of it kind of bugs me because I feel like this anime deserved I this manga, as popular as it is and as good of a story as it is thus far, deserves to be fully animated. <laughs> Or if you're gonna yeah. do CG, I mean, not that. That looks so no. bad. Come uh, on, I mean they've been they've been uh, getting pretty good at CG at this point. There's no excuses anymore. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like like I said, I mean, it, it, maybe it's that we're spoiled because of uh, of uh, Land of the Lustrous. Yeah, Land of the Lustrous. Uh, but but that just looks bad. Uh, other than that, though, I have no complaints. The 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 combat between humans or the the interactions between humans is is fully animated and and looks fine nice so that sounds good yeah definitely sounds like one i want to pick up 
I would recommend it. <sighs> okay, so that was my first round. Uh, but I also drafted this one, right? Yeah, I want to hear about this one. Um, okay, so <laughs> Uma Musume, Pretty Derby, <laughs> is a idle racing show about horse girls. Uh, let's go back. So uh, this show does have quite a bit of references and history to it. Uh, and thanks to Steven for bringing that to our attention because I, I have a little bit of uh, a history with horse racing, but it's really just my family. I'm not really great with horses um, or big animals in general. Um, but I, I was vaguely aware of this, but uh, all of these characters are named for actual racehorses, uh, either recently or from, you know, historical. I guess that most of them are historical at this point. Um, but our main character is a girl named Special Week. Uh, Special Week is, um, she's from out in the country. Uh, she was raised by a human mom. Uh, there, by the way, there are humans and horse girls and the horse girls race and the top three get to be in an idol concert. So yay, I'd go to these horse races. Anyway, uh, Special Week, um, is from so when you say horse girls, are they like centaurs or are they no, just girls no, no. with horse they're, legs? They have like what? horse ears, uh, horse tail, and their shoes have have like they have shoes, but they have the they have a horseshoe at the bottom of their shoes. Uh, okay, all right. So they're they're like girls, like your typical animal girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, yeah. Special week. Uh. Raised by a human mom because her her mom passed away. Uh before she could train her. So she was trained by a lady out in the country. Uh, she comes to the city to be a part of, um, like the horse girl racing circuit. Uh, and she joins like kind of this outcast team called Spica, uh, which is full of, I don't want to say rejects, but like the odd girls. Uh, <laughs> so she joins them and, uh, one of the all stars of the profession of the other professional team um, was it Silent Silent Suzuka, yeah Silent Suzuka joins their team as well with her and uh, Special Week kind of idolizes her uh, and from here we're really just gonna focus on Special Week. <laughs> um, every every episode has a race in it and every race is primarily focused around special week some she wins other she loses and in re the most recent one actually i think a new episode just recently came out yeah i haven't seen episode six um but uh episode in episode five we get a, a dead heat <laughs> which i didn't know was a thing um it's apparently a tie between winners um so yeah, that's that's pretty much all it is. With what uh, again? What I'll say is is um, apparently these actually happened. These races, and with these horses in them, these exact ones, um, like they actually took from horse racing history to to build upon this racing idol anime, which is really fascinating. I kind of love that they did that uh, because I wouldn't have known one way or the other but but having the knowledge actually kind of makes me appreciate it a little more um it is a little fast-paced um a little more fast-paced than i was expecting especially since is this one of the ones that's going to be 
24 or is this going to be 12? Um, I don't know if they've said yet. Okay. Well, if the PA works, I think they usually do 24. If it's 24, then yeah, this is really fast. Unless, unless they're planning on doing like arcs, like long arcs for every girl, then I can see why this is so fast paced. Because if you're going to try and fit in every race that every girl has been in, yeah, maybe go a little faster. But uh, if you're going to focus on special week the whole time, uh, this is this is a little quick. Uh, I still appreciate it though because I really like the the interactions between the girls. Each girl has their own like little quirks. It's it's pretty much like an idol anime. Um, they don't stray far from their quirks, so don't expect uh, a tremendous amount of character growth outside of I want to get better and then finding a way to get better through training hard work the power of friendship etc etc did you count how many times they fell down and got back up in the first couple episodes no i'm not a masochist <laughs> uh no they, they don't really do that that much but um uh i don't know I, I appreciate the fact that they're all different in their own little ways and i like the fact that i'm not normally one for like the genki characters but i like i like special week's attitude like even though she loses she like at one point she's still you know <laughs> gets up on that horse. Sorry, I had to make. Wow. I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, you didn't. You just didn't have to. But you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, um, interesting. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> interesting tracks. I will say that because <laughs> I, I, I know you. I know you have to do it this way. I know. I know. Um, you have to make the dramatic moments last longer. But some of those hills on these tracks are way too long. There's no way there's a hill that long in horse racing. And if there is, I'll I'll eat my words. But I don't feel like there's a several minute long hill on any on any course. That seems a little silly. Uh, the tracks I've been to are pretty short, so Well not like they have these like these little inclines. And those are like the 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 dramatic moments like, oh it's the incline. She never does well on the incline. And you know stuff like that, and then eventually she she perseveres enough in training to where she's good enough on hills to be able to sprint up them or something like that. Um, but because it's a dramatic moment and there's so much tension, those hills last a long time. And it's like, huh, we've been on this hill a while now, <laughs> running up a mountain. That's totally makes me, you know, like one of the things that. I don't know if I can say it's as bad as it annoys me, but like Yoamushi pedals does that way. It's like, we've got a hundred meters left and that's the entire episode. These guys <laughs> yeah. are going like, you know, probably 30 miles an hour and it takes them about 20 minutes to finish the last 100 meters. <laughs> it, it's just that like that. It, it's what they do in those like sports type, you know, scenarios yeah. where they have to build tension and drama. And I understand that. Uh, but I feel like sometimes you can cut out a little of the dialogue, like the internal monologuing. To where, you know, the hill doesn't feel like it's a mountain, like Logan said. Um, but I, I kind of wish, too, we were getting more of the performances. Yeah, they've kind of just, like, glossed over those after uh, Special Week had her <laughs> disaster performance. Well, they, they had one performance where it was uh, with uh, the Silent Suzuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they did the whole thing, but and then and then yeah, uh, she has her disaster one. I kind of wonder if it's it's just like budget type things. Like maybe we'll get another one mid season and then another one at the very end of the season. Yeah, uh, but I hope that's not the case. Um, yeah, I mean, Uma Musume, There's not really a whole lot else to say other than 
I'm impressed at how much history is going into this idle racing horse girl anime. <laughs> Just slow down, PA Works. Slow your roll. <laughs> Hold your horses. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I, I'll be honest. I've been trying to think of a good horse pun, and I, I got nothing. I got nothing, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't so hard to get back into a Google Hangout, I would leave right now. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's let's uh, let's move on uh, to another one of mine. Actually, you know what? Let's switch it around. Let's let's do the. Yeah. No, I want to talk about the last one a little bit more. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, the next one is a show I drafted in place of uh, what was that show called? Uh, the 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 Chinese show about um, oh, or yeah. Korean show about whatever whichever one it was about the the family of of half monster people and their horrid science, scientific parents. Um, I, I had to yeah, drop that, that one because it didn't get picked was. up by anybody. Uh, so the show that I picked up in its stead is Megalobox, and let me tell you how much I love this show already. I'm right there with you. Uh, Megalobox, are you watching it? I am. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, Megalobox. Uh, uh, I, I guess I'll preface it with this: every t- every episode they remind us that it's the like 50th anniversary or something of Ashita no Joe. So that mm-hmm. makes me think that maybe this is a like a rehash, but I don't know. So just if I if if there's something that I'm missing here, I apologize. I've never seen Ashita no Joe. Maybe one day, uh, but. What I will say is for Megalobox, man, do they nail the old style animation. It looks like an old anime, but it flows so well, like so much better than the older stuff. Yeah, Uh, it's got like a really old looking style, but the animation itself is is really good. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's beautifully animated. Um, Okay, so uh, the going from the animation, which again, incredible. uh, We start uh, this show uh, learning kind of about... um, I think it's called megaloboxing. It's a, it's boxing, but they ha- uh, the the boxers have an apparatus kind of just like attached to them, like almost like a harness, like of like that attaches to their arms and stuff like that, and it makes their punches much more solid and stuff like that. It it, it um, I guess it's like higher stakes boxing boxing because it looks like those punches could you know probably kill you, um, but these guys are you know professionals, so they just get at worst very beaten up like regular boxers. Um, and we meet uh, our protagonist who at first his name is Junk Dog. He doesn't have a name. Um, and uh, we're introduced to a the world he lives in. It's kind of almost like a dystopia, like a very hard line separation between haves and have-nots. Um, and the he lives in the have-nots area. Like uh, he doesn't have citizenship. Um, and so... Uh, he's fighting in like an underground Megalobox tournament. Uh, and in the underground world, uh, his coach, uh, uh, Gansaku, Gansaku, Gansaku Nanbu. I don't, I just, just call him old man most of the time. So I'm just going to yeah. call him Nanbu. He Nanbu, doesn't really have a name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nanbu, uh, is constantly fixing him up with fights that are rigged and all the rigged fights he has to lose like that we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day while uh, driving around in the, the main city, uh, Junk Dog comes upon um, the champion of the main Megalobox like, championship 
Uh, and Nate, also like the 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 woman, I think is like, isn't she like the owner or Yukiko. the headpiece of? Yeah, she's yeah. she's like the um, almost like I guess like the CEO of like the whole Megalobox thing. From what it right. sounds like, it might not be Megalobox. It might be she's the CEO of uh of a the company, company who makes the gear right that makes the gear yeah for for especially for yuri because yuri's got some crazy like um like it's almost like his own skin that like he looks mm-hmm. like jacks from mortal Kombat. yeah um but yuri uh becomes in like through their confrontation yuri becomes interested in junk dog and he so much so that he actually goes to the underground arena where he fights and decides to take him on and joe takes him on and uh, and loses uh, and decides at that point that he's done throwing fights, that he doesn't want to be, you know, in that arena anymore. He wants to fight on the main stage and actually be, you know, a professional megaloboxer. Um, and he he wins a fight he was supposed to throw. And it turns out Nanbu is in deep with uh, Fujimaki, who is a mob boss, the local mm-hmm. mob boss. And the local mob <laughs> boss is, you know... Uh, probably trying to decide whether or not he's going to kill the two of them when Nanbu uh, puts an ultimatum on the line that he will pay for their, you know, for, for the loss of revenue uh, from the fixed fight uh, by entering junk dog into uh, the uh, Megalobox, like main tournament. I think it's called Megalomania. Um, He'll enter him in and they'll win and they'll pay him back with the winnings. So yeah. from that point, uh, they get they get him uh, citizenship and Junk Dog's name, like he renames himself Joe. So now he's Joe. Um, and you to, to kind of like, because I don't know that you've made the point yet, but like he lost to Yuri, but it, it became kind of clear that he, that they were more evenly matched yeah. based on their skill but yuri was clearly had the advantage of his gear i mm-hmm. think so you you kind of get the feeling that joe has a chance here i, I think well, well joe i mean he doesn't he doesn't have the experience either so yeah. i i feel like uh like that kind of opened joe's eyes up to what real boxing is like because mm-hmm. up until then he'd just been fighting a bunch of brutes that were trying to make names for themselves by beating this you know this guy who doesn't even have a name mm-hmm. um and uh, uh, so from there, yeah, they, they they get him. They give him a name. He gets citizenship. Uh, they find him a gear. Unfortunately, the gear is destroyed. Uh, but in that, we actually – I real quick side note. Like we get uh, side characters uh, with the coach, with Nambu, like coaching him. Uh, there's a kid that comes along uh, who helps Joe out. Um, his name is uh, Sachio. And Sachio is kind of like this slumdog kid who's been stealing to, to – to um get drugs honestly uh him and his little gang of kids will steal and they get these little red candies that like it looks like it gives them a high that kind of removes them from the reality of their shitty life uh which was kind of uh kind of a sad uh, episode um but you know joe helps him out and like i guess kind of pulls him out of that situation uh and the kid kind of becomes an assistant to Nanbu during their fights. Uh, in the most recent episode, we got the very first fight uh, in which Joe actually experienced fear for the first time <laughs> in the ring, which was interesting. I really liked that that whole uh, the whole uh, aspect of uh, Joe had only fought, like I said, brutes, people he could beat 
no problem. But in fighting somebody without a gear, he was experiencing fear and didn't know how to deal with it. So I kind of really yeah. love that that episode. I feel like they've really set a good stage for a guy coming from the bottom, building his way up to the top. I, I feel like it's going to be really fun to watch him grow and to advance in uh, in this tournament because I, I quite the ragtag group and quite oh the, yeah quite oh. the setup you know the story that you know they're <laughs> the mobs coming kind of after him he's you know i love that his name or the the name of his gym is is jim like was it like jim nowhere or something like that <laughs> or team no team nowhere yeah um I, yeah that sounds right and it, it seems like too he's gonna kind of grow as a person because like when he starts out he's just all he wants to do is fight because he's you know he's some slum kid who just like didn't grow up with anything but knowing how to fight. And so mm-hmm. all he wants to do is get better at his craft. Well, he's not really great at dealing with other people or his own emotions. So I'm kind of curious to see if how they develop Joe as a character as well. Yeah. Especially since it seems like um, both Yuri and Yukiko are interested in him as uh, as well. So, yeah. No, but uh, just like I said, like the, with the story and the visuals and the music, the soundtrack of this is like – it's a lot of hip hop and god damn it sounds good. Yeah, it the, does. Both the yeah. OP and the ED are probably my favorite of the season. So good. I was surprised. I I I was surprised at how much I, I enjoyed the show because I was expecting to be like meh on the show. But they really are knocking it out of the park. Uh for me at least. Me too. Yeah. This is probably the one that I'm I'm feeling the most this season at this point. Uh so far. And Logan, I mean, maybe there's even a chance for Joe uh, X Yukiko. <laughs> I would get be on board super with Mega Box, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be the only ship possible so far. Yeah. I think Yukiko maybe is the only. They don't. They don't have ship. a whole lot of other characters listed. I, I think. Yeah, they don't have any other. Maybe maybe the studio just hasn't uh, released any other character names. But according to my anime list, I've seen all these characters. <laughs> I mean, aside from there are side characters, you know, like side roles, but I doubt we're going to see them again. And there's obviously going to be uh, other boxing contenders that aren't on this list Mm -hmm. just yet, but maybe they're they're playing their cards close to their chest. So so people don't know what to expect. This one's done by uh, TMS Entertainment, by the way. Uh, They did Real Life Orange. um, uh, Skilled teaser Takagi-san last season. So interesting mix of stuff and now a sports anime featuring uh dystopian era boxing yeah yeah this should be a should be a fun ride i'm excited for it i'm looking forward to the next episode okay so last (laughs) show last Uh, one was this one drafted yeah this is me okay i drafted this one and that is persona 5 which is the adaptation of the Persona 5 uh, PlayStation game. Um, and it's the story of Ren Amamiya. He has a name and it's he not Carlos Vidal. Yeah, or before, before you go on, should I worry about any kind of spoilers for the game? Because I do plan on playing it soon. Uh, mm. No. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not that worried about initial We're spoilers. Only, I guess, how many episodes in? Four. Oh, I haven't seen the fourth episode. I oh, okay. Yeah, I've only, yeah. 
I mean, you've played the game, so you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll uh, yeah, I'll keep it spoiler free. It's all the all the early stuff isn't really uh, you know super pertinent to mm-hmm. uh, what I will say anything. for pe- those out here there who haven't and who own a PlayStation four or five, four, uh, three or four, other way. Uh-huh. Sorry, thinking Persona four. Anyway, f- if you own a PlayStation, either this gen or last gen, and you haven't played Persona five, go play Persona five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost a lot of hours of my week last week to finishing up Persona Five. Um, and it was well worth it. Um, so yeah, this is the the story of of Ren, um, who um, he protects a woman who's getting harassed by some dude on the street. Um, but that dude turns out to be kind of like a I don't know some important dude who uh, files charges against him after he got kind of hurt by Ren getting involved. And so Ren got expelled from his school and had to uh, move cities. And so his parents cashed in a favor with a guy named Sojiro. Um, and he starts living in the, um, I guess, attic of this uh, of Sojiro's coffee shop. Um, what's it called? Cafe LeBlanc? Yeah, or Cafe LeBlanc. LeBlanc, yeah. Um and uh, on his way to the first day of school, he runs into uh, a girl named uh, An, uh, Takamaki, Takamaki, um, who ends up uh, taking a, uh, a ride to school from this teacher. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Kamoshida. Kamoshida, that's right. Um, and he runs into another guy named Ryuji, who... Um, doesn't like Kamashita, who finds Kamashita kind of sleazy and and uh, a bad person. And uh, on the way to school, a uh, an app that has appeared on Ren's phone kind of activates from their conversation, uh, from the name Kamashita, from Ryuji saying uh, that Kamashita thinks of himself as like the king of the castle, um, and the name of their school, and they. When they arrive at where their school should be, instead there is a uh, a castle, and they go in and get um, I guess what uh, taken hostage by these mm. uh, people in armor, thrown in jail, um, and then Kamoshida in quotes comes in and uh, threatens to kill Ryuji, um, which forces Ren to kind of. Um, I don't know, like awaken to his persona. Yeah, he awakens to his persona. Yeah, he looks inside himself and hears the call of uh, his uh, his persona, which uh, he activates. And then you know, if anyone's familiar with persona uh, games or animes, it's it's the same kind of thing. Like uh, these uh, personas have supernatural powers that um, the the protagonist and the crew used to fight these uh, bad guys in this cognitive world, which they have stumbled into. Um, so the, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, if for those of you who've only watched the anime, if you've watched the Persona 4 anime, the way they awaken to their persona is different in this one. It is different. Every every game is different. In mm-hmm. uh, Persona 3, it's by shooting themselves in the head. Well, I, I mean, I mean, like Persona 4, the, the thing that they're dealing with is 
is accepting their darker, like the darker aspects of themselves. For this okay. one, it's more of a call to action. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, not taking it, laying down, mm-hmm. actually getting on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the way that they activate their persona in this one by ripping their masks off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very kind of a, a cool, symbolic, yeah, cool, cool thing, yeah. Um, so the the first four episodes are just kind of dealing with Kamashita and his castle. Um, the uh, pace is definitely quite quick um, compared to the game, which is not surprising necessarily, um, considering the amount of story that they do have to tell in the 24 episodes that are slated for this anime. Um, so I don't know. It's I, I'm enjoying it. Um, there are some questionable, I think, artistic choices and how they're implementing. Uh, stuff from the game um mm, yeah the fights the fights are are not great uh i will say the fight in episode four is pretty good i i did enjoy the uh the boss fight um as they took on kamashita can't wait to watch it yeah um but it's a it's a good story it's <laughs> and it you know certainly goes some places but the the characters in this anime um are going to be really really good the uh, the character stories are great. I I will say like uh for for people watching just the anime um uh for those of us playing the game I I'm curious to know this for those of us who played the game we feel like this is really rushed but it's because the game plays out you know over a long period of time and yeah, you got I mean, you got puzzles and dungeons mm-hmm. and 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 different uh, aspects <sighs> of trying to raise your persona level and stuff like that uh, I'm curious if it feels rushed to people who've never played the game before so let us imagine it would feel rushed at all Mm. but yeah i would be curious to hear that as well um yeah it's it's just a fantastic game so and it translates pretty well to the anime uh the music uh and the game i feel is is a little better um the op and ed i like the fact that we're getting new music from lynn the the artist who does um uh the the p5 soundtrack um so I wasn't too mad that they didn't do the the OP and ED of the game, but I am hot, kind of hoping we get more of the music, yeah. Um, because the music is just what does it for me for that. I it's mean, so good. Among among other things, it does yeah. is what does it for me. But um, I, I it is kind of odd though, like the way they did fights because in I don't remember it so well in in the P four animation, but there were a lot of times like when they were doing fights where they were just run they were just running through. Uh, the they're in this cognitive world, uh, and just like fighting stuff, like you would normally fight stuff, you know, with your sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, it it kind of feels like it's just the game where they line up and they take turns fighting stuff, like they <sighs> would in the game. And it's like that. There's a reason they don't do that. Like the the reason they do it in the game is because it helps us as the player. The reason you don't do that in an anime is because it looks like it doesn't. It looks disjointed. It doesn't look like a real fight. Uh, but we'll see what what I think about after episode four. Yeah, yeah. The big spectacle is always uh, the real test. I think. I think I, they pulled it off. I kind of wonder too, because like they they seem to be willing to add in some of the enemies that we weren't. We were thinking they wouldn't. Uh, because because <laughs> yeah. some of the enemies in the Persona franchise are uh, are uh, odd to say yeah, the least. I, I will say that uh, some of the more phallic uh, 
enemies that you experience in the game in in uh, Kamoshida's castle have don't make an an appearance. So yeah, I'm still wondering if the the penis chariot is going to be well, in the, the penis chariot in the... was in Kamoshida's castle. Was wasn't it? it? Yeah, I thought it was. I know it was later in the game, like way I know, later for sure. Yeah, but yeah. No dick imps, no uh, penis chariots. But, <laughs> but a pooping demon. The pooping the demon. Pooping was demon yeah, yeah, we got the pooping demon. Uh, um, <laughs> it seems like the 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 people with those like deviant um, under kind of skeletons in their closet always end up having quite interesting imagery in their castles, yeah. <laughs> in their dungeons. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, definitely definitely give it a look. It's if for nothing else, it's very stylish. Um, and different than a lot of other anime. It's uh it's A1 pictures again. So the animation looks mm. pretty good too. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. I mean, uh I will say like where Golden Kamoi is kind of losing me with the CG and, and minor incidents, like this one hasn't lost me yet. I haven't gone I haven't been taken out of an experience yet to be like, yeah. oh that looks a little off. <laughs> oh, I didn't completely didn't mis- mention that too with our with our very first uh, anime that we talked about, Devil's Line. There's totally a girl that has the craziest eyes I've ever seen. She's only in one episode, but yeah, hmm. like those little those little experiences, you know, that where you're you're like you're now made aware that you're watching an anime because you're taken out of it. Hmm. Immersion broken. But yeah, P five, good anime, and uh, and that's it for the season. Thus that's far, for our impressions of the season. Hmm. Now the season's over. Okay, three well. episodes and we're done. Everyone, what do you call it? Uh, What are we missing? We're still watching. uh, We're still watching all the the carryover shows, but we figured uh, you already know what our our first impressions of those shows were. Yeah, a few episodes ago, uh, you knew our what our feeling was on them, so it hasn't changed too much. (laughs) We're we're definitely not going to be watching the show about slavery that's on High Dive. No, I don't think any of us want to watch that. I'm not, I don't think magical girl site. Oh yeah, not gonna happen. Not on this no podcast. Sorry, guys. That. Yeah, I don't know. I I might I might check that out if I hear oh. anything about it. Uh, I hear good things about it. I, I I have not, but you you try, sir. Because <laughs> I actually did enjoy uh, for for those that remember, I did enjoy the other one, um, the other magical girl killing project. Oh yeah, raising project. <laughs> I I heard that this is nothing like that. Doesn't hold a candle to this one in terms of this its, one's better. Uh, I guess that de- it's more brutal. Yeah, yeah. That, de- that depends on what you mean by better. Uh, yeah. So if you like seeing, you know, cute girls get slaughtered, then this one's better than Raising Project. <laughs> yep. <Huh>. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So uh, before we wrap this up, uh, we do actually have a podcast question, multiple podcast questions, question mark. Two, yeah, two from uh, Jekyll Geek. So Jekyll Geek's two questions. Uh, his first question is, uh, if there was a new episode of Conkole and uh, the makers of the show let you include one thing, what would it be? A new episode or a new season? It says new, like a says new episode. New episode. Yeah. Um, if, it's just, if it's just an episode... I would think the Ameri- the new American ships. Yeah, would have I, I to would be want I would want my U.S. Navy ships to be in there. Yeah, how about like a uh, a uh, different what do you call it um, theater? Go to a different uh, different theater of war 
Yeah, go over to like Europe, see all the European ships in the If if it was a whole what was it? If it was a whole season, I would want to see the event where we went to Europe. Uh I want to say that was summer mm-hmm. of twenty seventeen, maybe. Is this the Saratoga be... quest or No, no, this was the Ark Royal one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been fall, it might have been summer, I don't remember, but I would want to see that one. And along the way they could they like around Italy, they run into all the Italian girls and they go up around yeah, Great Britain girls. and and they hit the British girls and then maybe so, go to the Black Sea and go like past where we were at the event and, and see the German girls. So, yeah, I mean, the anime was a little more lighthearted than the game is in the sense that you're not constant. They weren't constantly battling. There's a lot of cute kind of it like was, filler stuff. It so was would what you want to see more that they were constantly battling. Yeah, yeah. Would you want to see more actual action battling in another in, in another episode? Anime? Yes. In another season, okay. if they could manage it. Okay. Yeah, because I think I'd like to actually see just the the girls interact with each other. That's what I. That's what I actually. I oh. like the personality of the ships, so I'd like to see the American and the European. I, I'd like to see Bismarck and uh, Prince Eugen. One thing I would love to see, and this is something that Pixiv artists do that I really just I love so much being a history nerd, um, is they will draw uh, certain girls together that were either that either fought each other or had some kind of history. So mm-hmm. uh, they drew uh, Gambier Bay together with I forget which uh, Japanese destroyer. I'd love to see interactions like that or Arc Royale with um, with uh, Bismarck because it was Bismarck or Arc Royale's planes that helped sink Bismarck. Like something like that, like just like little interactions, um, like little nods to those little historical. nods to history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and definitely yeah, like cool. like always more girls. Just more, just show more of my girls. Um, okay, good question. Oh, okay, yeah. Second question. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I spaced out there. Uh, number two, in fate, what is your favorite servant of each type? That's loaded. I wish I'd prepared for this one. <laughs> Have you played much of a? Uh... Fate Grand Order, Jeff. Any of it? Uh, I played it for a little bit, but no, I gave up. Okay. The, the um, I was broken by yeah. the bad gotcha mechanic. I feel you. Um, man. Okay. So, are we just gonna go by like the entire uh, catalog of potentials, or are we just gonna do like um, what's available in like well, the U.S. Let's... Fate Go? Let's, I mean, if you want, you can go by the whole catalog. I don't care. He, he didn't put stipulations on us. That's I'm true. Not, I'm not about to. Um, <laughs> let's go one for one. Or if you want to, Jeff, too, you can jump in. That way we have a little time to think in between. Um, uh, what do you call it? So let's start with Saber. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with Mordred. Mordred all the way. She's probably my favorite fate character. Yeah. Um, I like Mordred a lot as well, but... I think I would go with uh, Okita Soji um, currently. I really, really enjoy uh, using her in my game. I don't know anything about her, but, you know, she's cute. She's a saber. <laughs> uh, Jeff, saber? Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I'm, an, I'm not going to be able to just because I haven't played Fate Go in so long. It's going to be hard for okay. me to give favorites of all these. But it's hard to, well, hard to uh, say Saber without in, Saber, you know, with the main Saber. <laughs> in the interest of saving time, we'll just bounce between me and Logan then. Uh, hmm. So Archer, Orion, 100%. I love okay. her so much. Yeah. Um, if we are, you know, including servants that we don't have available yet in the US, then it is without a doubt Ishtar. Because <laughs> I absolutely love Rin, Toseka. And uh, she is Ishtar, so that would be my pick. Okay. Uh, Lancer, Brunhilder, 100%. Love her to death. Um, Skaha. Okay. For me. Skaha is not bad. Uh, oh, see, I have to give a nod to uh, to uh, Roma. The guy that screams Roma. Uh, Roma. <laughs> I forget his name now. but <laughs> Romulus? Yeah, that's or... Romulus. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, okay, so Ryder, Ostolfo. Uh, for me, I love um, Ostolfo. Mev uh, for me. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mev. Uh, Caster, Tamamo no Me. Easy. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I could say uh, Elizabeth Caster, but I think I would go with Tamamo as well. Uh, Assassin Jack the Ripper. Um, mysterious Heroin X. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh Berserker, Nightingale. Uh yeah, I would have to go with Nightingale as well. She's she's I absolutely love Lancelot from Fate Zero, so I I would have to mention Lancelot. I actually but... have Lancelot too. I have a max level Lancelot. Yeah. He was he was so cool in Fate Zero. <laughs> Arthur. Um Ruler, Joan of Arc. Easy. I don't even know who the other rulers are. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Joan of Arc. Uh, Avenger, Joan of Arc, Alter. <laughs> yeah, Alter Joan. Um, I don't really know anything about the other ones. Moon yeah, Cancer, uh, Alter there's... Ego, Foreigner. I, I will say that for Foreigners, I love Hokusai. I want her so much. Yeah, there's only two. There's Abigail Williams and Hokusai. I, know. I have um, to say I'm a little, I, I think it's kind of. I think they could have worked within the classes they already had. And when I started seeing them add classes, I thought that was a little bit annoying, but this eh, is my opinion. I think it's kind of cool to keep the game fresh and mix it up. Well, keep the, keep the franchise fresh. I love the fact that yeah. they, that they um, built upon, built upon the, like the, the fate storyline by saying, you know, uh, that the, the original um war like holy grail war was like something completely different and it's been corrupted and like i love the story of grand order like some of them aren't as good but i'm 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 digging it so i i don't mind the fact that they're embellishing a little i don't know i think it gets a little convoluted having these the because they kind of fit within these nice little uh kind of chess piece Mon, you know, idea that they had with the originals, and to start adding all these other kind of not as easily identifiable, like Avenger and Ruler, and even you know, Shielder was at least a weapon, or not a weapon, but a piece of equipment that you wore in battle. Like the other, you know, the other ones were classes that we're all very familiar <laughs> with. So when I, you start the, adding, the names these... are definitely strange. Moon Cancer, Alter Ego. Yeah, but nah, just yeah. just a little nitpick I had. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. those those are those are our favorites. If you are hopefully you were jotting them down because there they are. And I mean, there are so many more coming out that I just haven't had the chance to really look at. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure there are servants in each class that I would be like, yes, absolutely. But nothing comes to mind. I think at this, good question, at this so point, I'm fine really until the summer event. Uh, but yeah, good question. Thanks, Jekyll Geek. Yeah. So. That's going to do it. Yes. Yep. This was a long one. Three hours. We are watching a lot of shows. Yes, we are. Well, you are. <laughs> Either way. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you would like to get a hold of us. We are on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. Our website is www.animearcade.net. Hit us up on any of those. Get an invite to our Discord. Have fun. Um, what, What week are we in our Hunger Games? Are we like five? Five weeks in? Um, I'm I'm sorry to say this, Cube, but I'm not really paying attention. I yeah, I, no, I look fair. to see who the winner is, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Seismic won the most recent one. Yep. Good Congrats. Um, but yeah, uh, if you hop in, stay tuned for that, and you can get into the next round of the Hunger Games. Uh, we have our watch along going on right now, which is um, Moto. Sukiyomi? Yeah, Suki Sukiyoki Moon Phase. I was saying Neko Mimimoto. Uh, oh yeah, Neko Mimimoto day. <laughs> um Yeah. It's a it's really something. Interesting um, show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Go watch those anime that we recommended. And then watch the anime we didn't recommend and tell us why we were wrong or right. But we know we're right. Yeah. Yeah. So works. far, uh, just final thoughts on what I've seen so far this season. So far, it's, I'd say, a pretty average season. Which uh, I'm, I'm finding a lot to enjoy. I, I mean, I mean, it's, the... I am as well. But I, I will say that I, w- I agree with Jeff. Like, it's, it's, it might just be like he said, hangover from like a, an amazing season. For sure, mm. for sure. Yeah, I don't think this, yeah, average is bad. I think overall, yeah. the average of anime lately has been getting better. So for sure. Um, yeah, last season was great. Now this season is average. <laughs> <laughs> Thus far. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. And that, that's kind of why like we're doing this uh, at this point. Well, last time we were delayed by end of year stuff. But, um, you know, we, we'll see a bigger contrast between our feelings now and our feelings at the end of the season. So stay tuned. And uh, <laughs> we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Peace.